<laughs> worried about your health there for eating all those nuts, man. They're delicious, baby. Dicklicious? No, delicious. Dill flavored cash news. Dill flavored cashews. Mmm, those are the best cashews you've ever had in your life. They are dill flavored. Are you ready? Questions, comments, concerns? Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 175 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Matt. We don't have Danny tonight because he is sick and being a wizard. I don't know, whatever order you want that to be, you choose. Over there, we got Big G. Hey, hey. He's munching on some dilly nuts. Mmm, dill pickled nuts. I gotta know. Was it your wife that introduced you oh, to God, those? Oh, God, yeah, it okay. was. <laughs> it's a Target brand, of course. It's my wife. That Fair, fair. She came home, Gary, you gotta try these. They're dill pickle cashews. And I was like, okay. So you show, so you show her the dill... The, the, the dill pickle she, beer, so and then she, she shows got, you the dill pickle cashews. She got these cashews. before you showed me oh. the dill pickle beer. It's been a while then. Yeah. So I I had a professional development today, and I didn't have to stay all day. So I ran some errands, like picking up a frame for somebody's birthday present, picking up a frame for myself. And then I was like, well, shit, I should go to Target and pick up some of those dill cashews. So I have some for tonight and then some for at school. That will last probably until lunch. There you go. They're better than dill pickled chips. I don't know. They're both really good. I mean, delicious wise, yes. The cashews are probably healthier for you. They oh have yeah, the, they have the better trans Hands fats down. in there. Hands down. <laughs> good old old Dutch dill pickle. Right. That's it. That's what I. That's the first bag of chips that I always imagine when it comes to that. But I'm delaying this long enough, and here we got the king of machines, Anthony. Yeah. You stayed quiet that whole fucking time. I waited for my turn. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is a little clammy. Maybe he isn't feeling well. Or maybe I'm just a robot. Yeah, I was going to say he got the phyresis too. I would accept that with open arms. <laughs> give me all of it. <laughs> and as soon as he like shows all, his arm, give me all of it. All I just, imagine like, there. Blades come out of his arm real quick. All I imagine like, oh, there whoops. is the freaking, the hippie monster from Monsters University. And oh, they're doing, yeah. running through the first challenge. I want to touch him. Ah! <laughs> That's Anthony. Yep, pretty much. That's Anthony right there. And then just imagine like some oil coming out of his mouth there. <laughs> I don't know if we can call him the king of machines, though. Why? There are so many other people that you'd have to just throw him for that. The gesture of machines? No. I like the gesture of machines. Mm, I'd go with king. Better than being the arsehole of machines. There's no arseholes of machines. They're not making machines right. Exactly. How do they fucking get the oil? Listen, out? listen. How this pertains to anything is the fact that my deck went off on Friday, so that's all that mattered. Uh fucking people call that a tease in the industry, right there. That's right. So thank you for keeping us on track there. Yeah. You're supposed to say Niv Mizzet, not that bullshit. Get fucking know your Niv Mizzet. Let's go. 
Let's begin our episode by thanking you. Yes, you, dear listener. Your choice to tune into this program directly changes the dynamic of this podcast from us speaking to the blind eternities, where apparently a lot of shit is going down right now, to an actual audience. Hopefully an audience that isn't blown up and enjoys what we're producing, but an audience nonetheless. And that is truly humbling for us. And so from the bottom of our hearts and our deck boxes, we thank you for that. Also, going to give out a special thank you to our, the patrons of this, pod, of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to supporting the website, hosting, maintaining the maintenance, and also the uh, paying for packs and shipping out those packs for the Patreon giveaways. So we're going to give a big, ginormous thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Ernest D, KCB, Memorize, Techno, and Ricky R. Thank you to each and every one of you for your support. If you want to be crazy and supporting us too, check out our Patreon from the links down below. Uh, we got two tiers there currently, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 gets you put in for monthly drawings for booster packs that fit a monthly theme or whatever the fuck we choose at the time. $10 tier puts you in for a commander playable card that's kind of uh, blingy and stuff like that. That's valued between $15 and $20. So last month, which is this month, February, we had uh, Frexia all we won set boosters that we gave away. It doubled up because it took me long to do the uh, the live stream, the secret live stream. That's also another perk. You get a super secret live stream access where we do the drawing once each month, first Saturday, typically around 5 to 5.30. And uh, we gave away Frexio OB1 set boosters. And the commander playable card is the... God, I can't remember the name of the fucking... <laughs> the secret layer, but with the Boros charm. Oh, the, yeah, the lovey-dovey one. The lovey-dovey yeah. one. There's Heliod, Monastery Swiss Spear, Boros Charm, and whatever the fucking fourth one was. I can't even remember what the... But that one. Yeah. We yep. do blingy shit like that. So Which I, I think they even released that secret alert in February. So it all works out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, a big thank you to the winner of the packs. We got Jacob, Nomad, and Casey winning the packs. Woo-woo. And then Amu won the card. Woo-woo. So uh, one thing... My uh, my inability to remember shit can be your benefit because since it took me an extra three weeks to do the drawing, I tossed in an extra boost, booster pack for each one of them just because. What a guy. Yeah. What a nice feller. Because, you know, it's like, ah. Uh, what a guy. When you forget something. So, yeah, go check that out. Links down below. If you're unable to or don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you don't have to. Don't worry about it. You could also support us by sharing this episode with your playgroup or your LGS rival. Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher that you're listening listening to us on. Uh, honest reviews, cool. You know, we don't care. Just a review would be cool. Uh, also, you could check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all the podcast business out of the way, 
I'm going to actually take over the breakdown because I'm going to reorder things so that way things segue nicely. So let's move into the breakdown where we're going to start here at the Boggle Desk with me, Big G. <laughs> Sounds like you're being professional tonight. I am being professional. Professional. Because I'm going to talk about upcoming events first and leading into some of our event results, we'll, which we'll talk about Pro Tour Philly and Magicon Philly as far as we're aware of Hell things. Yeah. Um as far as the event results go, but then we'll also kind of do some fun recaps of things that were posted out about MTG MagicCon Philly. We're going to talk about some Hot Pockets. We're going to talk about hot pockets. some Hasbro sexiness. Ooh. And then we're going to jump into the Conjure Currency, where I'm guessing Matt has not looked at the article again, so we can play the Ooh. what format Ooh. is affecting this. Actually, I can play too, because I didn't get a chance to look at oh, it this good. I'm good. <laughs> Why am I always the one that looks at this? No, now? I normally do. <laughs> Yesterday was my birthday, so I was like, I'm gonna be lazy. And then today I got what? busy at work. It was your birthday? Yeah, it was his birthday yeah, yesterday. yesterday. That's I why he has a know. he has a sick ass Nick Bulls poster in a frame yeah. in his truck now. Uh, yeah. Nicky B. Oh shit. Yeah. But no, I was just I was lazy as fuck yesterday, so it Ooh. Happy birthday. I'll open this at, uh, towards the end. <laughs> but and then we will get into Ooh. the ending where we are gonna let you guys go on your way. But that... We've got, uh, if we've got enough time, we're going to talk a little bit about a ThoughtCast in a separate episode on whether or not you know what the scoop is. Mm. There's that nice tease for you. Mm. The scoop. Like the, baby the scoop. from Five Nights at Freddy's. I guess you're just going to have to wait and find out for that Matthew ThoughtCast Lillard episode. is going to be in Dude, that Dude, I'm so fucking excited. For that. Cool. I didn't even play Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'm just going to go watch that movie because of him. It's fucking Matthew Lillard. Exactly. If you, I, I sip if you over do, that motherfucker hardcore. If you do want to watch anything for Five Nights at Freddy's, either before or after in your choice, uh, Markiplier's series is pretty good on it. Alrighty. Or if you just want to get like interesting lore bits and stuff, the game theory whole fucking oh, playlist. Oh yeah, and game stuff. theory does well. <laughs> but anyway, thing. speaking yeah. of games, let's talk about some upcoming things we got coming the on here segues. in the area. Fuck yeah! And what's the command zone do? Segway man, is that a thing still? I don't know. Not any. Not that I've listened to anymore. But oh, anyway, wow. we've got DreamHack Regional Qualifier Our coming Segway up. Man. Coming up here on February twenty fifth. It's a modern format with Swiss to with cuts to tops at Paradox. Round one will start at approximately one o'clock. It is forty dollars for entry. Prizes are as follows: first and second place are going to get invites to regionals in the mid to twenty twenty three, plus one foil thing in the ice promo. Top eight will get two foil or nope. two regular regular thing in the ices and they will be the promos, and one top eight pin. All participants are getting two Mystical Disputes, and those are the promos, of course. Additional prizes will be Modern Horizons to set booster packs. Five packs per player will be added to the prize pool and distributed as follows. Goddamn. All you poor schmucks that don't make it to the top nine, get two packs. Ninth place, you got four. So, yeah, get ninth place or better. And first through fourth, get an equal amount of packs, approximately 60% of the top eight prize pool. And then fifth through eight, get the remaining packs, which will be approximately 40% of the prize pool. Math checks out. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. I'll be and, there. Don't worry. <laughs> and we don't have too much information about this, but now that MagicCon Philly has happened this last weekend, we want to make sure that you have MagicCon Minneapolis on your radar, especially Boop. because it is in our Boop. backyard. Boop. Thank you, Radar. Boop. 
Uh, it is in our backyard of the Midwest. It's only a couple hours away from where we are currently broadcasting, or you are currently listening to where we broadcasted it and you were listening to the recorded episode. Hold on, say that again. I think I missed a beat there. <laughs> It's a couple hours away from where we are currently broadcasting live, or if they're listening to the recorded episode, where we broadcasted the recorded version of it that they're currently listening to. Makes sense to you now? Good. All right. So, but the information we do have for you is that tickets are going on sale March 9th. So stay tuned for those pricings. But if you want to get an idea, they still have all of what the MagicCon Philly prices were. So you can go kind of check those out, kind of get an idea of if you want a full day or a full weekend pass, just a day pass, whatever it happens to be for you and some additional things you can add on. And if you join our Discord, we've actually Chill. got our, our <laughs> chat lounge. We've got a uh, little thread going on there because our idea is to get an Airbnb and open it up to the This Week in MTG listenership so we can all hang out together and play when we're not at MagicCon. So... Stay tuned for that. Drink beer and play magic. Damn straight. I mean, you don't have to drink beer if you're there and you're not a beer drinker, but, you know. Just play magic. Do what you, you got to do. people there. At least play magic. You got to play magic. I feel now, like that's a prerequisite. Now. Yes. Into some event results. Yeah. First, the salt and sugar report. The sugar. I fucking melded Urza on Friday. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> he did. He sure did. The goddamn salt, though, uh, that deck didn't really do jack shit because it ran out of gas, and my red deck ran out of gas before the match even started. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your red deck told an amazing story, though. Oh. <laughs> Which is, okay, so part of my, I won, but then before I got to win, Garrett was like, let me Spread serenade you with this impressive story so he, about a little girl known as Chandra. My, my red deck is a sub-theme of a Chandra tribal. Which, okay. we, which we found out. I'm only missing a couple. Was that unintentionally? <laughs> it's unintentional. Yeah, it's unintentional, which is even better. <laughs> so I had all my Chandras out, and I was just telling a story about time travel and how each Chandra picked up each Chandra, and we were having like a multiverse of madness with Chandra. Anyway. Yeah, then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to swing now with my unblockable Blight Steel Colossus for death. <laughs> and I fucking lost. tired of your stupid story, <laughs> y'all bed. No, it was a good story. That was exactly your words. I know it. Anyway, close. as promised, we've Promise. got some results from the J-Dubs Modern RCQ. Whoop, whoop. So, so, couple of things for you. They had a great turnout on a busy day at the store for the RCQ. 31 players showed up for their chance at an invite and a full playset of enemy fetchlands. And I'm only going to give the top eights in as much as a description as I've gotten from everybody, so that way... We're kind of hitting the ground running and doing what we need to do. And also only going to give first names of people because these are people that we know locally. So I'm not going to share that information. I was requested of one. Which one? <laughs> Didn't even make it into the top eight. What? Who requested? All right, let me double check my, my message here. That got me the queue for the RC2 that I played last weekend. Oh, is that a paradox then? Must have been a paradox for Wade. Oh, what was Wade at docks? I think he went to both. Wade yeah. went to both. He yeah, dropped. Which, which he dropped. He, which he dropped one, from. Which no, one he's did talking, he qualify for. Oh no, he qualified this past Saturday. Bismarck had their one that got canceled because of storm. Yep. So he got his he got his uh, invite to San Diego from that one that was canceled and re-upped again in Bismarck. He, he requested to talk about his Naya garbage fire deck. 
We're not talking about Naya that. February I'm not, I'm not, RC Kubek. I'm not, I'm not talking about that right now because he wasn't at J-Dubs. No, no. Yeah, he was. I'm, he was, but he's not. He is not in the top what, eight. That's what I was yes. checking. Hey, you yes. too. He Niv Mizzet. I'm trying to fucking make it, you know. On, on, Oi. On. Oi. Anyway, so after five rounds of Swiss Magic, they had their top eight. So Caleb was running an Amulet Titan. Amber was running a, ha- a Hammer deck. Zach was running a Merktide deck. Austin GDS. Grixis Death Shadow. Thank you. Yep. And then Jake was running a uh, Rakdos Scam. And Brian was running another Merktide deck. Reed was running a rock deck. Golgari. Mm. Golgari rock deck. Bring him back the rock. And then Luke was running a five-color creativity deck. So here's how it went in. So Caleb, Jack, Zach, and Luke made it into the semifinals with Caleb and Luke advancing to the finals. Luke conceded to Caleb, so Caleb became the victor. Congratulations on your win. Woo! And if you enjoyed the event, make sure, if you were at the event, enjoyed the event, make sure to let Josh know so you can thank him for the great prizes. And then make sure to hit up J-Dubs for any of their future events. Yes. So just in case you didn't catch that at the very front end of the description, this was a unique RCQ because not only did you get the invite for first and second place, but, and you won prize packs, you won promos, Josh at J-Dubs put a full set of enemy Modern Horizons to shocks yeah, or not dude. shocks fetches, fetches on the line as well, which was why part of the reason their entry fee was a little bit higher than the entry fee for Paradox will be this yep. weekend. So, yeah, but just for the chance to win a full, full place, it's freaking awesome. Of you shocks. If you don't have them, it's great. If you yeah. do have them, store credit. It's worth fucking trying to find. It's yeah. worth well, trying to well, get Well, even shit. still, it's one of those things where I'm starting to run it now with the 32 challenge. I'm starting to run into that issue where I'm having to placeholder. Um, I need some more shots. Fetch lands. More fetches. So, but I need stuff. Let's jump on into some pro tour results oh, out huh. of Philly. What do you got? How how are you going to tell Wade fuck off when he asked for this? <clears throat> I'm going to tell Wade that I don't have the event results, so he can't tell me I need to talk about something when I don't have the event results. That's true. We'll save the deck for for talking about it here towards the end because it looks pretty spicy. There's an Elish Nord. It's modern. Well, he knows who does the event results. Why didn't he send it to me? He knows these Wade, things. Wade, Wade. So you know what? You, you know you, what? You offended, you offended that, Garrett. That is his own fuck up there. <laughs> so true. me telling him to fuck off is his own fault. Wait, I'm trying. I tried. Nope. He'll, he will have to <laughs> caress my ball sack during the show to get the, that deck the dill flavored nut sack he will have to put my salty nut sack in his mouth to and get touch that. the lovely cashews anyway cashews. let's talk about some pro tour stuff really be the under the butt nut hut there for you just get past it all right let's go are, are, you, are you done are you over it okay fine thank you we're trying to prove someone wrong okay yeah <sighs> we're trying to prove danny wrong and you keep getting <clears throat> trying to get us off track it's not getting so off track. you're anyways. trying so, Let's lead us into some, some pro tour. Oh. We got some pioneer to talk about here, which, oh, man, I wish we had Jay to kind of talk about some of this too. So we'll have to try to get him in the Discord talking about this. But let's do kind of the, we're going to skim through our normal breakdown of an yep. event like we I would always do, talk about, at least just give a brief look at the what the titles of the decks are. And then actually we'll do a little bit deeper dive into these decks 
after we're done with the normal shenanigans we do. Yep. So, I pro will hold my breath. You better. All right, so metagame summary we got going here for you because I'm actually even going to put the top four decks later. Yeah. So Rakdos midrange covered 19.27% with 42 decks total. Nykthos ramp, 14.22%, 31 decks total. Gruel midrange, 9.17%, 20 of the decks. And Hidden Strings decks, 7.8%, covering 17 decks total in the meta. Now let's talk about some of the most played cards. So number one, Elvish Mystic, 71 copies, 33% of the decks. Lawnmower Elves, 71 copies, 33% of the decks. Shocker. (laughs) They're both mana dorks for the same value and the same payoff. Yay. Uh, And the same deck. Huh, weird. Weird. All right, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, 58 copies, 28% of the decks. And Cavalier of Thrones, 44 copies. Thorns. Or Thrones again. Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> thorns. It's thorns. in the woods. Thorns. Damn in it. the woods. 44 copies, 20% of the decks. Now let's see if Matt's been paying attention to me fucking I, up. I didn't scroll down just because let's I figured you Let's see if you've been paying attention. What's the number one creature? Mystic. Number two? Uh, Land of War. Number three? Oh, shit. Because <laughs> the third one was Fable of the Mirror Breakers, so that doesn't count. Did you say a third creature in the top? I literally fucked up the name. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cavalier Thorns. Thank you. <laughs> now, what is your guess based off the of the top three of what could be number fourth? It's Rakdos. It has to be a Rakdos card. So my first my first guess is Bloodside Heart. Oh, Crooks, uh, not Crooks. Uh, um, Bone Crusher. You got number five. Fuck! It's Bone, bone it's Blood Tithe. It no. was Blood Tithe was number no, four? No, it's not. Oh. It's Old Growth Troll. God damn it. <laughs> Just 44 copies, 20% of the decks. Come on, man. Green green decks. Well, yeah, I see Nykthos is still like second deck, but it's like when I see, we didn't talk about any like red cards up in there. So I it's know. like, okay, so Rakdos cards got to have something. That's And like, we did talk good, about a red card. We t- talked about Fable the Mirror Breaker, which was the number one played spell. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to make you guess these ones because you know what? We didn't even talk about too much that would give you any hints. So Hold number two. Number two. Indomitable Creativity. Wrong. Fuck. Karn, the great creator, 44 Fuck. copies, 20% of the decks. Basically everything that's inside of Nick the Ramp. <laughs> <laughs> now, number three, Kyora Behemoth Beckoner, 44 copies, 21%, 20% of the decks. And Oath of Nyssa, 44 copies, 20% of the decks. I knew that. Yeah, of course you did. And so we're going to do this in reverse order so we can talk about the creme de la creme, the champ, the one who went mano a mano and came out victorious. And we're going to leave that anyway. The Duke. The Duke. All right. So the number four deck. Let's see. Matt, why don't you talk about number four? Just could do a brief overview. Enigmatic Fires? Yes. Yeah. Enigmatic Fires. Okay, so it's a Yorion deck because Yorion is not banned in Pioneer. It's still there. And the Enigmatic uh, Fires deck is just, it's based on the card Enigmatic Incarnation. There we go. It is blue, green, two enchantments. Beginning of your end step, you may sack another enchantment if you do. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice enchantments converted mana cost. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. So, 
a lot of one-off creatures here. This is very much like toolboxy-esque deck, and how this runs up the chain is fabulous. One of the biggest uh, plays that would happen a lot was having a Leyline Binding out early on the game because this is a uh, five-color deck. Five-color? Yep. Five-color deck. Yep, it's five-colors. Uh, five-color deck, so you're casting this early Leyline Binding early on to be like taking whatever of your opponents out, and later when you cast an Enigmatic Incarnation to uh end of turn you sack the binding and then typically you're going to be grabbing the one of agent of treachery <laughs> or titan of industry titan of industry as well because like you you're getting that seven drop baby yeah so it's like you, you you're going to be taking an opponent's thing or you're going to be blown up and just getting like a big Depend, fatty out depends there. on what it is you're going to just beat down or you're going to take the thing you were like holding off for them be like no this is mine that was a lot of the uh, a lot of lines there that were like building up to, but then even like having fires of invention, the second name, the second card of the deck, uh, drop mana and you do the yep. Kenrith Return King kind of shenanigans there. Do the like thing. All the all the creatures give haste because it has so many activated abilities. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can only cast two spells when for for free. Who cares about spells when you can activate abilities, yeah. baby? Oh, what's this? Draw some more cards? What's this? Return a creature from your graveyard? What's this? Give Plus everything one? haste. Yeah. Steal it's, your stuff. Who cares? Yeah. It's all good. So the whole gist of that deck was that, you know, you got 80 cards to kind of level up in there. Um, things of note. It was really heavy on the enchantments. 32 enchantments in the whole deck. And like I said, 16 creatures. A lot of them are one-ofs to be that toolboxy stuff. Also, uh, too, uh, if you scroll down, there's one new enchantment that's really big for this deck. The bitter no. yes yep, okay. yep, yep that's the one okay so this is the new uh marquee card that actually makes this deck so much stronger now because it itself is an amazing enchantment that you either sacrifice for its ability or you sacrifice for leveling up to get something else for a cool three drop or whatever yeah, but yeah this is so this is this is a powerhouse type thing to have red one enchantments when it etbs discard a card if you do draw two cards that is uh thrill of possibilities yep. or no thrill is instant speed what's the sorcery speed uh, tor uh tormenting voices there we go it's the other one i mean it's the same thing yeah it's a tormenting voice but on a permanent that can yep. then later be cashed in to give your stuff uh haste if need be but as you were saying yeah. sack it for a three drop and like Got some pretty good three drops in the Skyclave yep. Apparition. Yeah, Skyclave Moonblast Cleric. Knight of Autumn. Knight of Autumn, which you is have good. Glass Pool Mimic. There's two of Executioner. Those. Yeah, you have you have options of things to grab, which is kind of nice. So yeah, this is this deck has probably seen a very good upgrade by like one or two cards in the last few sets. And yeah. I don't it, know. It kind of gets there. Is Bitter Reunion the linchpin of this? Because everything in here is not uh, outside of in the five drop, Elish Norn, Mother of Machines. Like I said, other cards, not all of them have been just enchantments. I said a few cards have upgraded it. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't it, know. It, listen, it made it to the top four. It did. I think it shows some power behind it, okay? You want to talk about the top third one? Yeah, but he's yeah. going to cover the mono white. Oh, you're going to cover the mono white? Oh, yeah, that is the third be number three. Okay, here, just... Plenty of screens to look at. <laughs> All right, so we have mono white humans, baby. That's uh, your normal thing, which oh, is also what I feel we got to say who who piloted this. Derek oh, Davis yeah. was oh, yeah. enigmatic fires because this is pro tour level shit. These guys put These in the guys work. Know some shit. Who's, who's this Der guy? Derek no, Davis. Yeah, very enigmatic fires. Watching his gameplay was good. And oh like, no, he was good. It was enjoyable to watch it. Yeah. All um, right, Anthony, talk about these mono white humans first off. Who's piloting it? Takumi Matsura. All right, and then I was gonna pull this over quick. Oh, 
wow, way to hit the I'm fucking sorry. mic stand. Dude. You're going to break it like Danny broke the last one. I'm going to break my computer. What I don't want to break the computer. What the hell? I'm so sorry. Anthony. I'm a fool. I check know. yourself before Freaking, you wreck yourself. Freaking bull in a damn china shop over it's here. It's true. It's so true. Fun fact about that. Mythbusters did a test, and a bull in a china shop actually does a better job than what you think. It yeah, doesn't like break a lot of stuff. We know. So he's saying that you're very graceful then. No, no he's the stereotypical. No, he's, he's very typical. <laughs> All right, so we got mono-white humans here. You love them. You know them. It's mono-white humans, the old agro deck that's very powerful, and also... One of our normal residents of Fargo also won his invite with, too. Slade. Um, so, yeah, it's your standard thing of a lot of powerful creatures, Dallas Bodyguard, Hopeful Initiative, Kithians, and their recruitment officer being one of the newer cards to help mono-white humans get there. We have a very new addition of two cards from All Will Be One, which is the creature, Skrelv, the Defector Might, which is, hold one second here, a powerful fucking card. For one white mana, you get a legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Might 1-1, with Toxic 1. Skrell, the Defector Might, can't block. and also has the Phyrexian white mana symbol, Tap. So you can either pay one white or you can pay two life. And you get to choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic 1 and Hexproof from the colors until uh, the color of your choice until end of turn. And it can't be blocked by those creatures of color either. So this was a very powerful thing that they threw in there that was... Um, if you're watching throughout the weekend stuff, seeing this thing play out, uh, it was like very, very optimal played situation stuff. So like it's your uh, kind of giver of ruins type creature or mother of ruins type creature for this deck. So it makes it huge. Um, you'll also see this in another deck as well in the top eight that we'll talk about. Which kind of came out of left field, not necessarily out of left field. Because this was the, this yeah. was the, the next deck we'll talk about. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll mention it then. But I mean, like, but even this card too alone is also the same. And then, so that's that's that card for the creature. The other card is Ossification. This is the new uh, Journey to Nowhere enchantment. For Arguably, your, I'd say it's more a change of the rocks that doesn't like restrict you to being mountains. It's kind of both. I would say it's kind of both. It's a it's a it's it's Journey to Nowhere in the sense of like the cost to play it. This but it's no, also Journey chain, to Nowhere can't get a, a planeswalker though. It's an upgrade. That's why yeah. it's got attached to a land. Hold on, does Chain of, the, Chain of Rocks doesn't hit a Planeswalker either then? No, cause, but it's also one mana, though. It has to be a two amount. So the point Hi, is... Hi, Danny. The point is... What up, losers? Get in the car. Uh, but no, Ossification, though, is it's an upgraded version of essentially Journey to Nowhere slash Chain of the Rocks or whatever else you want to go with, okay? Point is, get yourself your Planeswalker, get yourself a creature, attach it to a basic land for a mono-white deck. This is perfect. So... Uh, like I said, these are the two big upgrades to this deck. These are the two things that probably really push this deck to be even stronger than it already was because it's a really strong deck in the first place because guess what? Mono-white humans is really good. Yeah, you keep it low to the ground, and like the Adeline Resplendent Cathar was, like, is a big key part of that deck. And then you got both Thalias in here ooh, as ooh, well. Sorry, I also forgot, too, they did add to the sideboard uh, Sword of Forge and Frontier just to oh, give them yeah. something to go over the top. And also... Of course, it's something that's good against anything with red and green right now. I was just about to format. say, like in the Nykthos decks, the yeah. like this just allows you to get through the damage. Like they're big beef, beef, big beefy, beefy things. They can't like, get through. They can't stop you from slapping the death. Yeah, and so that's like that was like the one really one of the bigger downsides to the uh, the white humans deck is like they don't get as big as what a fucking mono green deck can drop down. Yeah. Like so, their whole thing is let's go wide. Wedding announcement in the sideboard, bring it in. So a full like I said, four. 
well, yeah, you gotta you gotta fill it in when you need it. But point is, like gotta said, make sure those announcements get out. Yeah, you gotta let everybody know you're coming for them. <laughs> so, anyways, that's the deck. Uh, and like I said, it was piloted by Mr. Uh, Takumi Masura himself, and he also too. If you're watching the coverage, he did an amazing job playing the deck. Uh, so I didn't get to watch until the finals on Sunday, and watching the top eight their level of precision and thought throughout everything that they were doing was phenomenal and it like like watching their gameplays like and seeing their their what choices that they were making knowing what they have in hand and stuff I don't know, it, was, it was fucking wild and it brings a lot of insight on what is going on in a pro player's mind in that high level of a, a, a tournament there mm-hmm. it's All enjoyable right. we ready next one no i this is going to be different because we're going to talk about the finals, but we're going to, if you haven't paid attention, weren't paying attention to the tweets or anything, here's how the finals went. It was Reed Duke. Reed Duke. Up against Bennett Madsen. Benton. Benton Manson. Thank you. And in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Benton was playing Celestia Orioles with a splash of, of black and red. Yep. No, so that way he could. Just a nope. Black and red. What was the black in the sideboard? No, no, it's, it's in, in the main, main board. Just scroll down to the left. For one copy of each. Oh. Yep. Oh, yeah. So one copy of Hammerhead and Hammerhand and Kaya's Ghost Form, yep. which powerful once again powerful enchantments. We'll get to the point of how they work. And then Reed was playing. Is it creativity with a splash of blue for God of Revels and World Spire Worm? You mean green? What did I say? He, well, you he said, said is it, and he said blue. <laughs> yeah, is it with a splash of blue? Yeah, I <laughs> meant green. <laughs> I meant green. Oh, hey, yes. this just brings me back to uh, hey, I can play my, I can play my instance at flash speed. You sure can, Jared. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as far as the is it creativity deck, um, big thing there is trying to play out the indomitable creativity and force some things out with some control side of the is it so doing some spell drawing and stuff like that. Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Shark Typhoon, two ways to have creatures out there as well as... Is he playing what I think he should be playing? What are you looking for? Oh, well, he is playing the Crucible of Defiance, so that way he can get some, out some colorless spirits for his... Um, There's Fable in there, too. And then fa- and, and I big, said Fable already. Big Scar also gets tokens out for the Indomitable Creativity. Yep, and that's what the other one I was looking for. So there we go. So he's playing his token generators. So that way the only a creatures... Single, a single key, uh, key, Secrets to the Key, which ga- gives two uh, clue tokens as well. Which card? There we go. Boop. Secrets to the Key. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's card. Investigate twice. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's creativity cool one, isn't just creatures. It is artifacts as well. I always forget about that piece because yeah. I play the creature side of it. So... So that way he could get his out his God of Revels and World Spire Worm. So when World Spire dies, it gets three five five green worm creature it's tokens. It's never dying. It's, it's never, never dying. dying. It's just no. a fifteen fifteen that's gonna be. But what's you even face. better though is you get two tokens and you get both your Zenigos and your World Spire. And you know what you do? You yeah. give them the thirty. Yeah. So yeah. it's a dirty thirty. It's fucking ridiculous. So for five mana, you clap them for thirty trample. Yep, but then the Celestia auras with that splash of red and black, you know, it's I don't know. Looking at it, I didn't get a chance to watch it. So if any Ooh. either of you guys got a chance to watch it, oh, I, would assume I was watching just, the whole time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was lovely. Let's, let's do a quick five minute breakdown of that. 
first off, I just want to highlight before we get into this part, the fun fact about Benson, uh, Benton Manson here is that his uh, play team was named 30U after the Is It Indomitable Creativity deck. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's and right. so he knew he knew that deck very well. Yep, and, but did uh, not play it though. He, he chose did not play this. it. He chose uh, essentially Pioneer Boggles, which actually is really good. It is like how much he clapped cheeks in the beginning was wonderful. And so I guess now this is where we're going to dive into like the breakdown of the last match here of how like uh, Benton and uh, God, he was. He was just Benton himself. First off, oh, I want to start with Benton and like his yeah. mulligan decisions and stuff because the whole time he was mulliganing so aggressively to get that turn one glade covered scout. Well, you kind of have to, and that's you your only to. hexproof creature. Yeah, with, and you're also playing Indomitable creativity, boggles of pioneer against a deck that has removal, fiery impulse, spike field hazard, fire, fire prophecy. prophecy. Uh, 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 yeah, you can kind of make it disappear. Yeah, you, you can count a lot count. of things. I mean, there's has, there's a listen. Removal is a serious thing, yeah. and when your goal is I'm going to slap something onto a creature to make it stronger in Voltron effect. Removal does a lot of work to that creature, and telling you can, no. Can we tell? Like, okay, so let's start with the the first match of that of that round yeah, and yeah. how uh, slapping with a creature actually did not work out that very much well. Well, Reed kept technically a, technically on the on the forefront for from for Benton. It looked it, like it, it looked the, pretty good. No, no, one hundred percent. He was hitting hard because that one late cover scout he had. He got it. He Ooh, got that it to thing, be, that and, thing had some stuff on it. It was like a nine nine. Got Reed down to eight, five? Five. Five. Got him down to five. And Reed kept an opening hand of a Fable of the Mirror Breaker, three lands, and something else. Because he mulled the five. Or was it mulled the six? I think he was a mulled the six. He was a mulled the six. So he had Fable of the Mirror Breaker, a Spike Field Hazard, three, three lands, lands, and, and a Fiery Impulse, maybe. Was it a Fiery or Impulse? Or Make Disappear? It was one of the one of the two. So, anyways, he like essentially he did not have a he didn't have a play to do until turn three, and Benson came out swinging, fucking late cover hot. scout, ethereal armor, slapping on. I mean, just it went start. It just started going. Yeah, uh, ethereal armor twice, and I think he also got a cartouche. Yeah, there was a cartouche on there as well, and so uh, the math added up. He, uh, Reed got down to five. Turn three was the first thing that Reed played. And at this point, he drew a second Fable the Mirror Breaker. Yep. So he casts on turn three Fable the Mirror Breaker, makes the, the goblin to block the clay cover scout. Because it's not jump. it's not unblockable, doesn't have trample. Nope. And the only thing that uh, Benton could try and do is get an aura that gives it flying or trample, which Audacity is one, and Griff Spoon is the other one. That he, also, he also has Alpha Authority, too. An Alpha Authority, <laughs> a no. single of that one. But so, still, I mean, he had options to get there with it. Oh, my God. Which is wild. So there's, what's Hammerhand do again? Can't be haste. blocked. Enters the battlefield. Target creature can't block, and it gets plus one, plus one in haste. Yeah, but the thing was, he couldn't get to that either, though, because yeah. the only way you're getting that out is with light pause. Yeah, so many, so many options uh, for for Benson to do. So turn three, Reed casts that, gets a two two out, blocks the glade cover because Benson's like, hey, I just got to keep swinging. Turn four, Reed casts another Fable the Mirror Breaker. Get or oh, he discards two, draws two, yep. and, that, and that and that one I think I think it was that, or was it the second Fable the Mirror Breaker where he got the third Fable the Mirror Breaker in the draw? One of the two. So his second Fable, it's probably the second one. His second Fable, he makes the token Trump. Uh, Trump blocks, chump. chumps again and survives, and then uh, he, he, reflection of Kiki Jiki flips. 
he blocks with that one, and then yep. turn five, casts the other one. When that kiki-jiki flips, he keeps he the kiki-jiki. Yeah, and he keeps that kiki-jiki, has the token, yep. blocks again. And how it works out in the end, he started doing the kiki combo yep. of... Uh, at, the end of, at the end of your turn, you take one of your kikis uh, to copy the other kiki, because they can't copy themselves, but then you just make a, an army at the end step, so that way... When your when your turn comes around, you have an army sitting there hanging out, and you just swing in for damage. And then all you do is you keep holding your two kikis there, so that way they can uh, do the same thing again. And like you just hold up at the end step. Yeah, and it's beautiful. So it was so fucking wild. Three Fable Lemire breakers. It was the it was the VIP, easily yeah. the VIP of match one of that game that just got reduked to go into game two. And so in. In uh, PT, they did best three of five. Yep. So In top eight, you do best of three of five. Yes. So game two, they go. And again, Benton very aggressively mulliganing and mulliganing down, down because down he four. needs to get... The Glaze covers gold. It was four on the second game match there. Okay, so Mull's down to four, didn't get the Glade cover, and had to keep a hand with... Two lands it. and a Ceram and something else. Yeah. It just wasn't a good start. And yeah, Reed so had all he the did, removals. But he did top deck something right away, though. Mm-hmm. That I think he did top deck Glade thought, Cover I th- Scout. I thought the third game was the top deck Glade Cover. Oh, maybe that was that one then. Yeah. But yeah, game two wasn't really a good place. I mean, like I said, though, he had no choice because he already went down to four. And like the problem was like his hands, like I know he was aggressively, you know, I'm not saying that I would make the better choice. But like looking back, though, of course, it's 2020. And like some of his first couple first two hands before he went down to four mulligan, I think he could have got there with some stuff. But yeah. I get I get where he's coming from though, like because he knew in his he knew everything in the fact like everything that came out of the sideboard of Reed's deck. Oh, sideboard doesn't come in until match three. Oh, is it match three? Oh, it's that's right. They changed, does, they yeah, changed it to match three, three now. Match three is when sideboard. So, so first two games are non sideboard. Well, either way, that's still there's eight removal spells in that deck of Reed. So yeah, like if Reed has just one thing. The race is just over. And like I was saying, Benton, his team that he practiced with, was, from my understanding, was just him and another guy. Yeah. They named their, their team 30 U because of the Indomitable Creativity. So it is reasonable to believe that Benton had a lot of experience playing Oh, no, against. he definitely did. So he knew they, his only option Mar- Marshall was Sutcliffe, to- Marshall Sutcliffe and Paul Chion, they made those comments about that in the thing where he was like, yeah, it was pretty easy when someone across the table was just telling me how to play my deck because yeah. he knows what's going on. It was so funny. Uh, was, was, was it like 30? Third match or whatever, he's like, "Oh, you're casting Indomitable for one because you have the uh, you have yep. Xenagos in hand or whatever." It's yeah, like, and like the only way for you to get Xenagos back into your deck was for uh, Fiery Prophecy. It's or um, yep. God, what was the other thing? Is that uh, Fiery that's Prophecy? The, that's the, is the only, only way, way to free. In that's your hand. the only way to get yeah. back. Okay, yeah. But I mean, it's one card though, so it's not that hard to do it with. But yeah, so uh, Benton Mull- Mulligan's aggressively down to four uh game two and reed just had the fiery impulses to keep yep. the ceram at bay and couldn't do anything until he was able to indomitable creativity and 30 benton yep and like uh, usual game three that's the crazy one because that's when he top decked the turn one play to the glade cover yep and it kind of looks like it was going to be going pretty fucking close there it was going pretty well except for the downside of he got so many lands that was the thing he, he just kept yeah he kept hitting lands and then he would hit like he hit too many lands in a row, and then hit maybe something to help out. But the big the problem was like by the time that he could have dug himself out of the grave, like Reed had it where it was set up perfectly that he easily could just do hit because because he played two and down creativities back to back, wasn't it? 
No, he played a big score. It was he played a big score. a big score, drew into a land, and then was able to get the auto 30 right away. Yes. Off and down with creativity. So, if I'm not mistaken, I think game two was when Benson cast Light Paws. And Light Paws yeah. could have been the only way for him to get out of there because then he could have gotten Hammerhead. He could have got Griff's Boon. Yeah. And like that was like one of the biggest downsides of Benton is he was not able to get any get into any of his evasion piece, pieces. Yeah. But holy fuck, that game... Those games were fucking intense, and yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I'm a Reed Duke fanboy and stuff. So, like, yeah. going into the top eight, like, when he went in and uh, he fucking – we didn't even talk about the fact that he beat world champion Nathan Setter, uh, Stetter, world champs from Vegas oh, and stuff yeah. in, uh, in the quarters. Also, too, wasn't this Reed Duke's first – Pro Tour win. Yes, this is also Reed Duke's first Pro Tour. He had Pro Tour top eights. He's done GP stuff. He's got yep. SEG uh, merit and stuff behind is, him. This is his, this his first, first Pro Tour win, which is really big, and that's awesome. Dude, right? Because he's like uh, he he's in that level of Magic player of gar- of uh, when Moto players started to get into the, the cardboard scene, playing car- uh, playing uh, physically and stuff. Like He started on Moto primarily when he was playing with him and his brother. Yep. And uh, knowing that, it's like, I think they were saying like 11 years of work to get a pro tour now yeah, ch- uh, title. And he's already been in the Hall of Fame. So like Reed Duke has done it all. Except and, for that pro tour win. And now and he now, got the pro tour win. Now he's got it. And which is very more exciting because this is the first pro tour in paper since, since COVID. Yep, since COVID. So, so fucking, I just got to say, Reed Duke, big fan, big fucking fan. If you manage to listen to us, like first off, thank you. It's a fucking honor. And... <laughs> Believe me, I am going to be sending you a message and see if you want to come on to the podcast and be talking about this shit. And I will fangirl and I will apologize. He will fangirl hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was the but that was the top eight. That it was, was so the, good. That was the finals. It was, and then too for anyone that didn't watch the other stuff, the other stuff was amazing to watch. All this pioneers. Oh, yes. um, this is that point of uh, stuff we talked about with Jay, where you're seeing a lot of things kind of change, a lot of things that are becoming. Um, you know, touched by this new uh, phyresis oil of all will be one Phyrexia stuff. I mean, like we're seeing a good, we're seeing a good change. We're seeing some things, you know, kind of leak into being, uh, creating a world of difference. And like Reed said at the end, even at the end of the thing talking about, he said like this is the greatest thing about pioneers that it's an open format that just you can do cool things can, with. Can we, can we just talk about how the top eight had? only two of the same decks and that was uh creativity yeah yep. and that was yeah. it well and, two and that was gabe nasif and was two lowest fields was there two lowest fields different list but yeah oh okay. but i mean same they're, title they're there's but still it was yeah. just there's different things like it wasn't and that's it's so too, open it was it was a very good range i mean like the biggest thing being like you had Slesnia auras which is being something it's fucking boggles it's jb would been so happy i was so upset that yeah. he didn't fucking reply on the discord when i tagged him there he's but, he's a busy boggle he's but. a busy boggle man but no yeah Slesnia auras so that's that's cool that's something in the top eight you wouldn't think you'd see um yet enigmatic fires which is big your common Rakdos mid-range uh, deck, which, I mean, that's a good deck in the first place. Like, it's it just plays what it does. Um, Mono White Humans making its place. It's kind of a in-between taxi deck as well as a go by strategy. Its place. It made its place fucking months ago, sir. It's a yeah. deck that is fucking viable. Hey, they can't be not number one. Making its place. Not, not number, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, yeah, overall, top eight was good. Uh, if you want to go and do the recap watch, definitely suggest to do the recap watch. A lot of the other 
gameplay out there was a lot of fun to watch. Um, you get a lot of see, like Gabriel Nassif, Shouty Yosuka, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people. So, and Matt has a question with his nose. It's not a question. It's uh, <laughs> wanted to uh, the thing that I mentioned earlier of that I would bring up with talking about the top eight here was about the Boggles deck, the Selesnya Orias deck, and how that was kind of like uh, came out of nowhere. Not necessarily came out of nowhere because Frank Karsten in his metagame report that he does for Wizards now, that was one of the decks that he called out being an underdog one. And here was fucking coming in for second place. Like, Pants, Boggles can still come in and do his thing. Like, it can't... Harder to do in Modern probably and stuff like i don't think you're gonna be saying you're not gonna be seeing many boggle decks hammers the new fucking boggles there but anyways but in pioneer in 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 pioneer you got boggles that's gonna be doing boggle thing and the fact that frank karsten called it out i just wanted to like highlight that uh the the uh meta meta mentor report that frank karsten does on magic.gg highly recommend if you want to get insight on what the shit that is going down Frank Carson is a fucking mathematician, magic player, and his fucking articles are fabulous. So yeah, so moving on for the Philly stuff. What else we got here is oh, Shivan Dragons. What's the Shivan Dragons thing? Okay, uh, I did not get a link for this, but oh, just there on- there was a a super like exclusive version with art of Shivan Dragons. Two hundred forty five. Yeah. 245 copies, serialized Shivan Dragons that were cool. given out randomly. It wasn't so anybody it wasn't who even, got... It wasn't even like the first 245. It was just like a, hey, you got a like, li- you like Shivan Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, here you go. The, oh, what's, the, the, what's the, on here? Why is this number here? You got yeah. serialized cool. specific Shivan Dragon that looks like... Uh, that That's done in a secret layer art style and stuff. Cool. Oh, shit. That whole talk, we didn't even pay attention to Twitch chat there. Oh, no, I was paying attention, but you guys are too busy talking. True. What do we got? What do oh, we got? Fucking headbanger said that they saw someone get handed one and cracked it and had no idea what it was. Oh, cool. That's nice. I wonder if they're going to do anything like that at uh, Minneapolis. We can only hope they're going to be doing something like that at Minneapolis. Well, like, is it going to be? Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be Shivan Dragons or is it going to be something else? They'll probably pick something else. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough to say. They've been giving away uh, a lot. A lot of the things that they were giving away is the the path of ancestry kind of a thing. Like they got an X number of these cards printed. So maybe I don't know. Maybe we actually will see a different one if they have like serialized one to two two forty five. Headbanger. They're gonna do something else. I was drooling, and they were like, "Hey, that's a cool art." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Someone that doesn't know that much about magic is like, "Well, this is cool." Oh, <laughs> you kind of got to appreciate that, though. Like yeah, that's that, right. that says something about magic. It's like you don't have to be so ingrained magic as True. we are who are yeah. fucking making yeah, it's fine. podcasts about this shit to yeah, where it's, it's like you can enjoy a fucking card that you're just getting to go to. An okay, event. so that's Shiv and Dragons. Let's talk about also the March of the Machines first look. This oh, was huge. Uh, I did not expect this one at all. And I fucking was like, what the fuck is going on? Not so much about the cards. I'm not like I love the cards that they showed off and everything. Dude, I'm more the like artwork I was, and everything. I'm more like I just couldn't believe we were gonna get a first look this early for things and like they showed well, they, a lot of good stuff. Well they prepped it up and stuff. They were yeah. saying that on like Wheelie MTG that they were gonna be doing like that was one of the things that they But like panel. cards though. I was thinking just art. Fair, very fair. Like just they, card art. So to start it off, this was a panel that was done live it, it wasn't a, it was recorded and then uh live tweeted and then the video was posted up later of the panel with Blake Rasmussen, Emily, 
they say their names here. Right there. Uh, Roy, Roy Graham, Emily Tang, and Dave Humphreys, where they were talking about... Good old Dave Humphreys. Where they were talking about uh, March of the Machines and how that was... Uh, Going to pan out and look a little bit. Exactly. World building. It was, there were kind of yeah. uh, world building and stuff, because <laughs> Emily Tang is big in the world building Well, they fucking world-builded our minds away, so... They started off by doing a... Like a video, not a f- uh, not like a brand new video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was just, just a like hype a up video. Yeah, I saw that they reshowed it at the in the top eight stuff. So let's just get to the cards, man. Come on. Okay, let's get to the art and the cards. Okay, we got to start off with the uh, the art because yep, this show showcases so much stuff that is going to be coming. One of the big things now that uh, Frexia Obi One happened, the World Tree is now re- branching out into worlds. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! Spoiler: it's not the World Tree. It's, it's Realm Breaker. Realm Breaker. The seed core tree that Nellish Norn created, okay? It's Realm Breaker. Yeah. And so the cool thing is, is the portals to these other, uh, to the other multiverse, throughout the multiverse, look like the Phyrexian symbol. And so all yeah. these basic lands, the first things that they showed here are basic lands that have uh, symbols. Okay, in the, so it's in not the even air. the basic lands, but did you look at the life gain lands flavor text? Yes. I did look I read at all that. those. Yep. We'll get to that when we get to there. Because but in, that's in the art, shit. though, of a lot of these lands, you're going to see the portal coming through somewhere and like if when you get a giant shape of it somewhere you'll see that as a frexian symbol there's a frexian symbol in every spot somewhere in these lands um like in the sky the birds so that's their big thing is there well in in the well yeah that's what i'm saying like the portal itself makes a kind of newer frexian symbol with a double line coming out of the circle but somewhere else in the art though they talked about how like you see the birds up here the planes had the little stone area showed uh, or the stone fencing created that you have the fact that you get the symbol right in the middle of the uh, temple area for Amonkhet. Um, you can see it. I guess the window would be that one there. There's probably, yeah, there's probably somewhere else. The sky where the portals are for the other ones. Yep. And then there's the one over there in the corner yep. and on the, the snow portal. and the portal. So, I mean, like, it's it's just cool. They just showed us the art for the basic land. We don't know if this art is going to be, like, part of a full art kind of thing. Like, we can we can assume. Yeah. It's going to be good. Well, okay. Assuming is probably bad. We can imagine that they would do, That's like, That's their word. I like that word. Imagine. We can imagine. Imagine all these people. So, they did that. They also showed oh. us. They showed us. Arts. Five new Praetor arts. And one of them, they gave us a card of Jim Kataxis. We're so, going to cover that here. So, I think that's, uh, that, that's the first card that we're going to read yes, when we get that's to the that. first card. But like, more. so you're going to see the Praetors. And let's just be honest. All these arts, once again, phenomenal. One thing I like about uh, the Jin Kataxis art is that it feels like you can see them a lot better. Like, arguably, the uh, the moon the moon arts, the borderless one in Kamigawa, you kind of like yeah. get more def- definition and stuff of him. Like, he looks well, brighter, more metallic Well, yeah, you get so. more metallic You also notice, too, the change of him. Where his bottom half got changed when he came back into more tentacles and stuff, like a squid in sense when he well, got. Aren't they got, the, the eye thing tentacle? Well, there's that, but I mean, like when he got his injury thing. though from the wanderer, oh yeah, like the bottom half of his legs situation. Sliced. He uh, he had he had a little Darth Maul situation when they had to put some new legs on him, so he went with the old well, octopus look instead. Like, Shieldred's looking different in her art from yeah. what we've seen in the past. So when I first looked, I'm like, oh, she's just chilling there. But it's like you can see the centipede body going yeah. there and just kind of like chilling over a bone and just like getting whatever. She's got some cool tenderly things going. Well, I'm even just talking like the, the upper half, not even the, the. Oh, yeah. The white porcelain. Yeah. Like maybe that's the thing that's different is like the, You're seeing, the whiter is oh, more maybe the that's porcelain. What's, yeah, the, the porcelain, porcelain armoring be and stuff. Elish. Because like Vorinclex's uh, face shield, yeah. that's a lot bigger. Though Urbrask, 
He's pulling some Wolverine yeah. looks right now. Not even that. He's right, more like son. a man thing or a freaking swamp thing. A little bit. But I mean, like, Comic I just like, he's got his little Wolverine claws kind of going X-23 set up there. No, more, he's more man thing or swamp thing, dude. No, I'm going to go with the X-23. He's got the tail irons. He's literally growing vines out of his hands. No, his arms not. aren't. Look at his arms. Those are not vines, dude. Those are we're talking about Herbrask, right? Or are we talking? I'm about... talking Vorinclex. Oh, we're talking Herbrask. Oh, I was talking Vorinclex. <laughs> Sorry, no, you're you're totally right about that one. That is a green 100%. person. I'm looking at the green card. <laughs> Clarify, sir. <laughs> green point, person. Point is, we're both right, so that's all that matters. Actually, no, because X23 has uh, claws in their her feet. Anyway, going up. Wow. Listen. Yep. We I'm, said I'm, ask. I'm yep. I'm standing back from this. No. All right, moving on boy, to the next This card. boy's wrong. Just let it be. No, I'm, I'm not. No, I know you're right about X. Okay. 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 Side, so side note. That is visits from a while ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> side note. I know X-23 has one claw in the foots and two in the hands. All right? I'm just saying. I said esk. It doesn't mean it's perfect. Whatever. We're moving on. You're they, showed, they showed more art on how... Uh, the Phyrexian portals are affecting different worlds. One thing that they said is that um, March of the Machine is going to be a, a an event-based set. set. Yep. Yeah. And that's different from, you know, where it's like they're building around characters and stuff. This is building around events. Uh, look back towards... War of the Spark. War of the Spark, War of the yes. Spark is your event-based set that's on one plane, but now we get an event-based set that's based on... Multiple planes. And I'm excited. We're going to be talking about the multiple plane part here. So one of the things is uh, we're going back to Eldraine. We're going to see Eldraine as well. Some of Eldraine. Yeah. We're going to see some of everything. We have Arya, Widow of the Realm here, which is a new card, which we can assume is a flip card because... She has a second art. She has a second art. Which is Arya, Furnace Queen. Which is a Phyrexianized Elf Noble here. Yeah. Yeah. And shit. But we'll talk about a card later too with that one of and her because it's if I'm not mistaken, Oko saves the world. That's right, Danny. <laughs> I Oko's don't, coming I, I back don't think to so. save the world. If I'm not mistaken, I think one of the things that Emily uh, was talking about was that this, like, you could tell that this is like Urbrask level Frexianization and yeah. stuff here. Like Urbrask is kind kind of got into Eldrain there, yep, and stuff. So well, that, and that's like part of Urbrask's whole thing of trying to create the rebellion still. Because he he was at the end of the whole uh, all of you one stuff like he was fighting with Elish Norn so like the only way for him to win of course is you have to also infect other people too and get them on your side to win this fight so yeah. I'm guessing that's what part of that story. Oh, um, there's so many more stories as well. They got uh, oh, I gotta read. Was it like ten main stories and six side stories? Yeah, was the cool. math. Check it's it's a lot. It's a lot more than compared to what they've done. Check to it out, people. And stuff. I think we're going to cover it here in a little bit in this uh, this Twitter. Next thread. art. <sighs> Who got hit in the feels when they saw this? I got hit in the feels. Me a yeah. little bit. Though, unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's non-canonical about their relationship. Yeah, it still is. It, is is it? Of, yeah, I don't know much about the story, but it they. Okay, but it, before you dive into it, explain yeah. what the art is showing first. So the art is showing here, Chandra is discovering that Nyssa has been Phyrexianized as a planeswalker. And clearly she's trying to open armedly say, come to me. And Chandra probably is more like, what nope. the fuck? Fuck off. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? But basis story of behind these two, of course, is we had off and on canonical stuff where they throw in there where 
these two are supposed to have kind of a um, feelings. They have interested feelings towards each other. I would say I don't. I don't know how to explain it because like I don't know how to dive into where it's like. I wouldn't say like they're in love, but they had they have a connection that's more than just friends. Yes, there's they, something there. They were sisters from other misters. Essentially, I guess I don't like I said I don't know how to dive into it because like it's they they the storybooks yeah. talked about it, but like then there's a lot of stuff in the other articles that came out and other things that kind of like pushed it out of the way and I, it's this is kind of that love story that everyone really wanted to have but they didn't get to have and that's why Vraska and the Jace one kind of became really pushed hard I think was to really give us something at least but like this is one that I really hope with this set coming we can get that back because like this was a good story. You to took those the words two. out of my mouth on that one. I'm like, maybe this is where it's going to kind of like fledge that out because, and become canon finally. Yeah, because you can see that like the way it, it, I don't know, like maybe like body position of Chandra looking at Nissa here. She's like taking a gas, taking a back, you know, yeah. because of all this, and she's like, you know, you just see the person that you love and care about so much kind of go down a way that you don't want them to go down. Yeah. So, like I said, this is a good piece of art, very hitful in a lot of players. Um, but like I said, I just I want them to finish the story of that. The card is called the the, the card for this art that it's going to be put on is called Traumatic Revelation. It's traumatic. Do with that as you will. All right, dibs. No, I got dibs. You, you cannot have. He this. called dibs. I called dibs. He Suck called dibs. You. We got the That's first card. The first card shown for March of the Machines, the beautiful, the lovely Jin Kataxis needs no other surnames on top of it. Jin Kataxis, three blue blue for a 5-5 five, five legendary Phyrexian Praetor with Ward 2. I love this next beta text right here so fucking much, let me tell you. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell with mana value three or greater, draw a card. Yep, best three words of magic. Draw a card. And it doesn't end there. Three blue, exile Jinkataxis, then return it to the battlefield, transformed under its owner's control. Activate only as a sorcery, and only if you have seven or more cards in hand. Kind of a little callback to Jinkataxis Core Augur there of yep. getting a fuck ton of cards. So, five mana, five, five, pay for, flip it. What does it turn into? The Great Synthesis. A saga. A fucking saga. This is so cool. So chapter one, draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand. You have no maximum hand size for as long as you control the Great Synthesis. So you're flipping this over and you have 14 cards in hand because you can't transform this over if you don't have four, seven. seven cards. So it's 14 fucking cards and you get this. Chapter two, return all non-Phyrexian creatures to their owner's hand. Oh, chapter three. You may cast any number of spells from your hand without paying their mana cost. Exile the Great Synthesis, then return it to the battlefield, parentheses, turn, or front face up. So it becomes Jinkataxis again. How much do you think someone's going to try to break this rule with proliferate? I, I was just about to say, the proliferation on this thing is going to be super easy. Like, uh, And just doing it a just doing it a one one. And just calling it good. Yeah, because you'd be perfectly fine flipping this over, drawing your 14, doing something like the anticipate, whatever the anticipate proliferate card is, look at the top three and stuff, and then, yeah, like, you do that, and then, uh, or, or, you don't even have to pay mana, Thrumming Bird. You flip, yep. you pay this, swing with Thrumming Bird, <laughs> connect, and then you put the chapter two counter, return everything, non-Phyrexian, Thrumming Bird's a Phyrexian. Yep. Or you don't have to Thrumming Bird at all. 
Oh, or you do could the, just use any of the proliferating uh, experimental augury. Yeah. That, that's or the, that's or the, u- using thrumming bread the, for one of them and maybe making it for the second second main page. Just yeah, I'm gonna cast any and all. It's omniscient. It's fucking omniscience that then flips over to a creature that then can stop your ass. A five mana five five ward two is a creature that you. It's a lot harder Let's to honest, fucking like, all these deal with. all these new Praetor saga things are going to be really cool. Yeah, it was also mentioned uh, by Royer Emily that all the so- uh, all the Praetors are going to be in this design where it's going to be yeah. Praetor on front, Saga on back. Essentially, and cool. we can essentially these are our Magic Origin Planeswalker creature cards, except these are better because. They turn they can, to sagas, they and they back. come back. They come back. You don't have to be like, oh, if, now if it's you keep them, they get to come back. But I mean, like, it's it's still pretty fucking good. This is really good. So Jinkataxis already is going to be just hard to kill. Again, five yeah. mana. Ward two, believe it or not, is hard to do. Like, you got things like uh, Graveyard Turf Special. Ward discard a card. It makes it really hard to fucking hey, target that thing. Hey, you know how you stop that? Voidrend. Sure. Because you can't counter that spell. And that's what Ward does. It's, it counters it. Unless you pay it. Oh, Void Range is the... Uh, Esper. Yes. New Capenna piece. It's uh, the Vindicate, but with blue. That's right. Yep. Okay. But I'll, point is, if you have things like that, you can get around Ward. But still, this is still going to be a pretty powerful card. Like, on curve, five mana, get two Ward. It's, it's good. Five, five. Moving on. Next one. You talk about that Breach, Anthony. Oh, oh, we will. This one. Oh, my this God. This is fucking insane. And the art is so fucking beautiful. Commander like, players, fucking beautiful. get your boys and girls ready for some Breach the Multiverse. It is a five and two black sorcery that says each player mills ten cards. How many? Ten cards. Not just one player. Each player, yourself included, but who cares for that? So because you're milling 40. You're milling 40 cards in a game of Commander <laughs> or more. Uh, for each player, choose a creature or planeswalker card in that player's graveyard. So it's not even from the ten cards you milled. It's yeah. any card in their yeah, graveyard. Big, big note. And on then that. put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. And then each creature that you control becomes a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. Let's just let's just also enjoy the lovely text from Elish Norn of her saying, "All worlds will know perfection." Yeah, that's a whew, like not a constructible playable card in a normal format of 60 hold cards. On. Hold on. Hold on. Not a constructible playable card in any format that I'm going to con- say I'm going to say this right now. Cabal Coffers Modern. Yeah, could Listen. Cabal Coffers Modern has to actually break into Modern as a real deck still. Don't break my heart, sir. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not going to fucking Why? lie to you. Listen. Be honest. Tell listen, me Cabal if, Coffers is the best. That's okay. what you're supposed to do. We're going to do one quick thing. Do you play this or do you play Torment of Hailfire? Why not both? You play Torment of Hellfire, be, not both. Be the Taco Shell girl. So anyway, no, honestly, no. like if this were to break into modern, it'd be one of those. It's just a one of. Yeah. Where Hailfire would be. You, you run you'd pick and Hailfire two or more. Yeah. Supposed to be on my side here. Point is, I am in the middle. On he's this a middleman. Point is, this is also great commander staple. Something to do oh, late 100% game. For sure. I mean, that's what it's all about. But that's the thing. Forty cards. You pick anything in the graveyards, so you can get back your Vorinclex. You know the hunger voice of hunger. To be an asshole to your friends, plus you're gonna pull away your other friends. Good shit. Throw out some planeswalker they might have. Whatever. Get back at Gary. Yeah, fucking Gary. <laughs> Not in modern though. Anyways. <laughs> in Pioneer. How about Moving this? on to the next one. Pioneer. All right. So the next one we got Heliad, the Radiant Dawn. Two colorless, two white pings. 
legendary enchantment creature god. When Heliod the Radiant Dawn enters the battlefield, return target enchantment card that isn't a god from your graveyard to hand. And then it's a 4-4 for 3 and a Phyrexian blue, so either pay 2 life or a blue. Transform the Heliod, the Radiant Dawn. Activate only as a sorcery, but before I do the transformation. The flavor text. Yes. Complete the faith, complete the god by a Johnny Goldmain. And I'll talk more about this because I was was watching the ones on these ones. So then the flip side, Heliod, the Warped Eclipse. This so, thing is so fucking the art, the describe art, is it sick. art because that is fucking scary so, ass art. So son. fucking heal. It's like it's this is the upside down version of Heliod, essentially. Yep. So it's just fucking like creepy as shit. There's he's a, got four instead arms. Of his, it looks like his spear has become a freaking. It's like tail. a whip spear. Anyway, what the fuck? so you may cast spells, including your instance, as though they had flash. <laughs> Hey, Garrett, your card's I back. know, my card's here. <laughs> <laughs> Spells you cost cost one less to cast for each card your opponent have drawn this turn. It's a 4-6, and the flavor text, complete the god, complete the plane, again, by a Johnny Goldman. So good. So the story behind this is they found out that they cannot complete gods, but... That's so fucking wild. It's easier can, to complete a fucking planeswalker than a god. But... They can complete the people that worship him, which affects the gods. Which is, so it's that really cool. It really is the flavor text highlights it all. You complete the face, so you complete the people. You can complete the god. You complete the god. You complete the plane. Which means the whole idea behind the gods goes oh, back to the original thing. God, stating the fact that the gods are only as strong as the faith of the people. So, oh, 100%. there you go. There you go. Falls it's right just, into line. It's there. fucking nuts. It's beautiful. On the next card, you know we're going to be seeing more gods. Oh, man, well, I don't know. Fa- if, no, 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 I don't know if here, we. I don't return, know if we will return target enchantment card that isn't a god from your graveyard. And hand. that that honestly could just be one of those things that's in there, so it's playable in others. True. I would. Deep I down, would. I want to see. I'm gonna like, put. I'm gonna put. I'd put it down for money that they'll. We'll at least see a couple gods. We now, won't, we my, won't my see thoughts. as much as the Theros. No, 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 no. Uh, it's not going to be Theros I think, gods. I think it'll be a couple gods. Keldheim god and an Amonkhet god. Oh, yeah. We're going to see Hazret yeah. become complete. Because Hazret made it out, not affected yeah. by Nicol Bolas's bullshit. Hazret is unfortunately going to be complete. What if she's not, Here, though? Let's, let's talk about the next couple of cards, and we can talk about some of the other stuff that's happening with this the reveal. So, Yeah, read up, Matt. Your turn. Moment of truth. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to do a Garrett and read the flavor text here before I read the card. Uh, Blue one instant moment of truth. Flavor text. On the precipice of eternity, Elspeth made a choice. The fight would not end without her. And this is a story spotlight card. And it shows Elspeth walking down a cobblestone road in Angel Wings in the Blind Eternities. In the Blind Eternities. With a light beacon soaring around her. So the card. uh, Okay, I'll read the card, and then we'll go into the art. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those into your hand, one into your graveyard, one into the bottom of your library. This is telling time, or as more people would probably be like, oh, this is another version of uh, expressive iteration and stuff. Just urgent speed. But telling time. telling time. Which... Why didn't they just choose telling time? I mean, I, I get it. You know, like... Because this is the moment of truth. It's the moment of truth. 
Okay, looking at the art. Can we dive into this? Do we think Elspeth is going to become an angel? I think it's going to be revealed that she's always been one somehow. Ooh, yeah. There we go. Because how else could she be affected by the, like, not affected by the Phyrexians in, like, a negative way, but, like, she's she's feared by Elish Norn. Yeah. For a reason unknown, which, I mean, we're kind of, we kind of know why, but. Angels make Halo, and Halo stops Phyrexis. Well, and, how, effect- down Phyrexis? and how effectively she was able to use the Halo that she got on New Capenna. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Elspeth's an angel. That's our guess here. Angel bloodline. Yep. So She's a the, Nephilim. The crowd reaction for Heliad was intense. Dude, yes. When you I can watch only that fucking, fucking imagine. Oh, the video's online. The video's online for this fucking live stream. And they were talking about like, this next card that we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be talking about is going to be uh, wild or whatever. And they're like, Heliad is a Phyrexian. And everyone's oh. just- yeah. The one, but there is one card that got a bigger reaction because, if I'm not mistaken, I think Blake said is like it is. It's in my cue card to say pause for dramatic effect, and we're going to cover that <laughs> yeah. when we get to it. And I hope that both of y'all, just from that alone, from just the pause for dramatic effect, will know what card we're talking about. The yep. big chunky boy, chunky. So, uh, moment of truth. I like him big. New I like him chunky. chunky. Okay, so then these these next like art cards are fucking awesome because just invasions they're invasions so obviously with this whole thing the you know the the for the world breaker realm breaker. realm breaker um they're breaking into other planes yeah so and we're, we're seeing Lorwyn, which we haven't seen since oh it first came my out god fuck yes that's a huge thing i'm super pumped they brought this in but then they're invading tarkir yep they're invading um shandlar Chandelar. Chandelar. Which one's that? I old school fucking magic. Oh, okay. There. Yep. That is from Chandelar uh, was a plane. Um, it was after Mercury. Mercury. Mag- yeah. What, what was the set that it came? I'm from? trying to remember which. Because uh, which guess, one is it associated with as far as play sets? Um, that's what I'm trying to remember. I gotta, yeah, I, I'll I'll I know, I'll we, find it. We the have the soul. Is, we have the soul of Chandelar that came out in a core set like. Whenever the soul of Zendikar yeah. and soul of New Frex and all that stuff, yeah. like the, the, um, the, but, there's the soul. But, of Chandler. So Chandler is really, just as a brief o- overview, is like Chandler is really known for um, its pyromancers. Yep, it's a huge thing. So like we have the Abbot of Carol Keep, yeah, all those yeah, things from and, that one. Like that's that's all so that, that where Chandra went to learn more about her pyromancy powers and some of the canon stuff that they have. So uh, what said related to, we'd have to look it up quick. But the point is, this is kind of that one. So we're going to see, once again, another plane that we haven't talked about in a long time. Um, and the one after this is Ixalan. No, no Mercadia. Mercadia. So yeah, we're going to Mercadia again. Um, I thought they had one for Ixalan here somewhere. Or is that uh, the, in the, the next? Those are in the lands. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. right. Those, those are in the, the game lands. lands. Oh, this because, one. Because oh. this one. This, this one is, the is fucking ah. beautiful. You that guys, you guys have a, a closer feeling to this because yes. well, this you, is when you, I started yeah, playing. You start, you played longer, but uh, this was kind of uh, Alara was around the time um, I was on the when I started playing competitive Magic finally because I had people to go play with was around um, the end of Alara Lorowin to Alara Zendikar. So this is kind of the big thing for like us and our yeah. our group, our play group actually of friends like we. Uh, as a group started with a lot of Alara stuff into Zendikar. So it was kind yeah. of a big thing for us. So 
this is clearly going to be a cycle. We don't know anything else outside of that cycle, but I feel something when it co- when it talks about the invasion of insert plane. There's at least going to be, be a little en- bit. It's going to be enchantments, probably. I do want to point. I out, almost wonder if it's going to be like a, a big sorcery spell, like the uh, the ultimatums were. That's very possible as well, too. I do want to point out in this invasion of Alara. Do you see the Leonin that is fighting that Phyrexian there? What's yeah. Johnny's brother's name? He's dead. Oh. He, uh, Johnny's brother's dead. So yeah. this is probably this someone is, else. This from is probably someone else from his pride. Never mind. Well, yeah. I mean, that's going to be rough for them. Like as soon as that happens, like how shitty is it going to be that Elishnor is like Alara? Here, Johnny, go there and really fuck over the people if, that know. If he does go there, fa- except for the fact of I'm guessing because a uh, Johnny's in the the Heliod flavor text he probably goes to theros so i don't know who's going to be here but i will say though we do know from the story though that tezzeret is on esper yep it's true so tezzeret might be here in this fight and tezzeret he got fucked over by elish right not no 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 no, 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 no. no, he didn't get fucked over he He almost got fucked over by Jin before he fucking told Jin, fuck off bro i'm more powerful than you are (laughs) and he got away with his dark steel so i'm really excited to see what he's gonna look like I don't know if he's going to be in this set or he might be in the the aftermath one, but you know what? (sighs) I'm just really excited to see that. This is going to be a long episode, folks. We got so much shit to talk about just from this. Honestly, once we're done with this, it's going to fly by. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's just, okay. These ones are going to be knocked out super quick. Yeah. They kind of fixed partner by doing this flavorful, flavorful, non-mechanical kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah, because they call it a team up, like, but there's no ability with it. It just has, it's just it has both two of them on, on it, one. and they've melded bits of both characters so just, into the card. Yeah, and we're just going to tell what the team ups are, and we're gonna we're not gonna talk about the cards. Let's team up what it is. Keep moving, because if you want to read these ones, I mean, reality is, go ahead and read them. But yeah, it's it's a really cool concept that they're they're doing again. Where it kind of gives you the the Timner and Lumina from uh, old Ravnica or. Yeah. Uh, what the commander Drolf partners Drolf and Gissa Drolf and Gissa so you're getting a lot Kithian of that and Tiros yep. you're, get, you're getting this PL. Uh, yeah so you kind of two creatures two together. and one on I, one card so I'd even really say cool. it's a little bit closer maybe to battle bond pair with but but you as far like, as, far as like yeah. the, the they're, they're specifically stuck this yeah. is all one card yeah first example we're going to give is drana and lavinia it's uh it's, they're just combining two cards drana from ravnica lavinia from Dra- ravnica and they kind of like mash their abilities together they're from zendikar bad. is it from zendikar yeah they're uh, Flying Vigilance, it's a white, white, black one for a three, four legendary Vampire Angel. Activated abilities of creatures your opponents control can't be activated. Drana and Lavinia have all activated abilities of all creatures your opponents control. You may spend mana as though they were mana of any color to activate those abilities. And like that's the kind of thing. They take two legendary creatures from these sets, combine them together, find their 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 comparison, their contrast, just kind of like highlight each other. And uh so first up, we have that. Next up, this is the one I was talking about. That it was the pause <laughs> for dramatic effect. Oh yeah, just the f- do there, we, there are no fucking it's do, there's no abilities. Do do we it do, doesn't even matter. Do we do the thing that Blake Rasmussen did on the on the live stream? Sure. And we just start off by reading. One of us takes we we read the flavor text on this card first. I've heard much about you from my daughter. Multani rumbled. There. Was a time when I'd bulk at your age. I'd bulk at your age, Phantom. But she has shown me the merit in Uraborg's strange ways. 
replied Yargle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Yargle, bro. <laughs> fucking y- Dude, <laughs> it's a six mana 18-6. I saw this. And I'm, like, no, no, I'm no. sitting here Rewind. like, oh my. Say that again. How big is this thing? 18-6 for only six mana, which is three, two black, and a green. Continue, Garrett. It's oh just the, God. I saw this, and I, I just quick did the look at the the mana value i looked at the the power and toughness i'm like what the fuck does this do holy shit it does nothing other than be a beat stick i am flinging the shit out of this thing you know what fling, i fling. you want you know what i want to do with this double its power and fling it even harder i want to fucking swing at somebody and just Dude, I don't and even just wanna, giant growth it i don't, I don't even want to swing with As this shit commander. i literally want to play this and fling it your girl go wee flux it and check it i that's all i want to do that's my new achievement i want to unlock is i want to fling this hey, don't thing. worry in arena you'll be able to do that i just want to fling this thing at somebody in commander mm, i don't even care if i win I just want to fling the thing. Yeah, Yargirl, Multani, fucking beautiful. <laughs> or if anything, giant growth it, then fling it. Mm. All right, and then we got Thalia in the Gitrog monster, which is a one white, black, and green. So nice Obzon colors for it. Legendary creature, human frog horror. That has a 4-4. Four, four. I mean, what kind of mount would this be? Amazing. Uh, it has first strike and death touch. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, that's a beautiful pairing. Yeah, arguably, probably one of the better ones. This, so far, top, this is top three. This is yeah. I mean, we'll see how many we get for what it is, but this is definitely a topper of a powerful one. Uh, it has the abilities. You may play land, play an additional land in each of your turns. Creatures and non-basic lands your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped, and whenever Thalia and the Gitrog monster attacks. Sacrifice a creature or land, then draw a card. So basically, you're getting Thalia Cathar put with Gitrog Monster. Beautiful stuff happens. And and it's just I'm a not four, four, not a six six. Yeah. Who cares? It's a it's four mana four four first strike death touch. Yeah, who cares? This is an upgraded version of Glissa. Like <laughs> that's all that matters. I mean, don't run the Glissa from All of One and Old Glissa the Trader. Very beautiful cards. But I mean, that's the whole point. First strike plus death touch is fucking amazing. Thank and guess what? Me. When you put trample on that motherfucker. You don't have to fucking trample over like crazy. I just want to point out. You just slap. It has death touch. And I'm a fan of Finn the Fang Bear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, why All not? Right. All right. Let's talk about these life gain lands. Yeah. Um, All we're going to really talk about is more so the flavor text and where we're going. Okay. You're damn right. We, we, so, yeah, we all I was know about these. to say. I was about to say, we don't even need to read the flavor text, just announcing some of the places we know we're going strictly because of the flavor text. Honestly... Go and look at these on Twitter. It's 10 new, or not new, but new. Re- reprints reprinted your classic Life, life Game Lands. Lands. Yeah, the Life but Game they Lands are that first came out in Tarkir. Yep. So we know we're yep. going to, New Capenna will be a part of this story. We know Amonkhet will be a part of this story. Kamagawa will be part of this story. Ixalan will be a part. Zendikar, and then Ikoria, Ikoria Kaladesh. Throne of Eldraine. 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 Uh, Theros, Theros, which we already kind of figured out, and, and then, then Dominaria. Yeah. Isn't Dude. that Sarah's plane or something? It's, or is that it's just, Dominaria. Yeah. Oh, it's just Dominaria. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, Sarah's oh, plane yeah. is fucking done for Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about yeah. that. Urza so, said, fuck that place. And, like, <laughs> obviously, there's there's nothing too special about these lands. They're, they're going to be the... the Besides their flavor base, They're going to be the common 
dual lands that come in the set, but for it's your the draft fact purposes and stuff that they have the flavor text announcing and the art kind of announcing, hey, these planes will probably be affected and somehow in this March the Machine set. The battle is coming, baby. The battle is coming. So when I saw this one, especially because of Friday, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, my story keeps going here. Yeah, you got to take this one. <laughs> got to take this one. All right, so we've got a new Chandra on the field. So Chandra's Hope's Beacon, four colorless, two red. Whenever you or it comes in with five loyalty, has the static ability. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it. Choose new talk targets for the copy. This ability triggers only once per turn. Plus two, add two mana in any combination of colors. Why not? Plus one, exile the top five cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may cast an instant or sorcery from among those exiled cards. Also note, two plus abilities too. Yes. With all this going on. But then Neg X, Chandra Hope's Beacon, deals X damage to each of up to two targets. Any Any targets. targets. Creatures, planeswalkers. Players. Players. You play a two-head giant. Hit them twice. Or, you know what? Oh, damn. Their creatures have hexproof. I don't know how to get rid of them. There's this wonderful thing called player removal. Ooh, I like that sound. I love player removal. But Jesus, fuck. Like, the art on this is just like... The, uh, this, uh, the this other art, re- too, is really good. The, the basic art that's going to be coming out honestly just reminds me of uh, Wanda Maximoff when she becomes a Scarlet Witch in oh, Scar- yeah. and WandaVision. Because it's got this huge flame piece behind her, and she's kind of standing there like... <laughs> I like the giant Goku yeah. situation there. Here comes the spirit bomb. Yeah. yeah. The spirit so, bomb so, version is fucking so awesome, we, too. So uh, chaining on here with the Chandra Hope's Beacon, uh, we're going to be moving into the booster fun talk of what's going to be happening in March of the Machines. The first card that they've shown is the borderless Chandra Hope's Beacon, and fucking Chandra being the badass that she is is fucking getting ready to She's hurl dropping. a goddamn fiery spirit bomb on everybody's asses here yeah fucking nice so and yeah. of course your extended art uh, breach of the multiverse so and, collector boosters whatever yeah that, that point that was, is it looks cool Ooh, more boosters. I never got to see this one. Yeah, yeah, so they got the borderless version. So the Praetors are also going to be getting a borderless version on I their like their one. front side and their saga side. But the one, if you didn't see this, did you see the next one coming yes. up here? So this no. is coming. Oh, oh my god! So the next thing that they're going to be doing here is I need some uh, pants <laughs> in the booster front treatment. Uh, I think their thing is talking about uh, uh, the multi-world thing where cards that didn't have a, a special showcase a showcase border, uh, more or less for the older ones, and we'll see one here in a second of yep. a card that didn't have, from from when the set was first out, didn't have booster fun. It's going to get booster fun treatment. But these new cards, based on the plane that we that they're like more affiliated with, they're going to be getting booster fun treatment from that plane. From that plane. So Jinkatax is here. He gets the step and complete showcase art. Or sorry, not step and complete. He gets the 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 Frexy Olive One Icker showcase art. Yes, because he got only the concept in the other one, which is still fucking good. Correct. But and the next one is the Heliod Radiant Dawn done in the Theros uh, uh, constellation. Yep, constellation form. 
Secret Lair art. No, 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 it was even uh, Secret this Lair. They in, had Secret Lair, but then there was this also, was also the Booster Fun. Th- this was also in the Theros Beyond Death. Like all the yes. gods got the constellation, but they the old this, gods the, got the, the old gods got the constellation from the original Secret Theros set. Sets yes. got the constellation too, so they're bringing that back for Theros. Um, Did you see this one then or no? I didn't see any of these. Oh, I, you didn't no, see the I haven't been fun? on the Twitter yet. I only just okay. saw what you put in the Discord. Okay, so this is the booster fun part here, and now also, so yeah. Multani and Yargle are getting the stained glass from, from Dominaria. Dominaria United. Yep, and then we have also Thalia and Gitrog. They're getting the uh, Midnight Hunt. Yes, Midnight Hunt. But don't yep. don't forget, there's one partnering pair of team up that we haven't talked about a couple of them we haven't talked about either. are we gonna jump to that one first or are we gonna we should probably this? jump to that first yeah just okay get it over jump. with we gotta jump to it Slimefoot and squee baby oh <laughs> from the commander stuff <laughs> okay so when yes. it comes to these partner pairs these ones these these next three partner pairs that we're going to be talking about are specifically not going to be in standard they are Kind of like what that set booster. Yep, set booster, collector booster, and commander decks. Yes. So that's where they're going to see them. So, so the the versions, the, I'm pretty sure these. All, well, I I would say because the one side is going to show you the card that's in the commander box. Or are these are these the commander special cards in general? These are the commander special cards, and that are how, extra. These are not in the commander decks. Correct. Okay. So yeah, then they'll have their normal version, and then they'll have their showcase version from the plane they're on, which which will oh, come in cool. collector boosters. Oh Goro, awesome. Goro, and Sitaro? Sweet. Yeah. So this is Grixis, 3-4, Goblin Human Legendary Creature. When one or more creatures you control enter the battlefield this turn, that dealt combat damage to a player, make a 5-5 Dragon Spirit Creature Token the Flying, and you can play one and a red to give creatures you control haste until end of turn. And it has the... Uh, not the samurai. The uh, no, that is yes, the samurai. That's the samurai goblin. That's the, sa- that's the samurai frame. Yep. For the second. That's so. the samurai showcase. Okay. Yeah, for betrayers comic or be cow- neon dynasty. There you go. <laughs> Words <laughs> so hard. Next up is Catilda uh, and Lair for Bant three three human legendary human. That text line is like pfft, nothing. Whenever you cast a human spell, target insert sorcery in your graveyard gains flashback till end of turn. The flashback cost is equal to its mana cost. Didn't Katilda get killed and turned into a ghost in the story? I have no idea, sir. Nor do I. All right, continue. I'll just kill them in a little adventure. But this oh, card, God, I'm fucking excited. Oh, the, okay, so yeah. <laughs> take it. Take it, sir. Take it oh, away. Take fucking it. Slimefoot and Squee. It is John. So a black, a red, a green. Legendary creature, fungus, goblin, whatever, slime foot and squee enter the battlefield or attack. Create a 1 1 green sapperling token. Pay a colorless black, red, and green sacrifice a sapperling. Return squee, slime foot and squee and return up to an, one other target card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. This is fucking awesome. This thing is fucking stupid. This thing is. This is the card that is. Oh my god, this thing is four <laughs> mana. Return squee and fucking slime foot and another thing. No restrictions. Which is no dude. restrictions. And it makes hey, hey, it you know ATPs the fun part is and attacks. You know the fun part is? It's a Titan fucking text. This is my fling deck. This is your fling, fling deck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hell put yeah. Yargle in there, bitch. Fling that. Oh, so you're hey, also gonna build a fling deck now for Commander? Huh? You're also gonna build a fling deck for Commander too? That's what I wanna build a fling deck for, is Commander. Oh, I just want to fling things. I told you about my cool fling. So the next card is oh. the box topper. Yep. Which 
this is a case of what the booster fund treatment would look like for a set that did not receive booster fund treatment. Which and in this, this case is fucking. You want sick. you want to this, take this one? The box Andy? topper. This is the box topper. This isn't the buy box. Booster fund discusses excellent. No, Omneth was the buy. No, box. this is the bundle. This is the bundle. Promo. This is the bundle promo. This is, okay, my bad, my bad. I was bundle like, promo. What? Bundle promo. Okay, let's just get back to it. All right, so the promo is we have Galta and Maverin. So if people remember, Galta, of course, the big, awesome fucking 12-12 trampling dinosaur. From Ixalan. Boom. He is one of the primals, too. Right? Yes. Was he? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the primals. I almost forgot myself. He got a little uh, got a little red added to him, which is kind of cool. Not for color for the card, but just the picture. And then Maverin is your legendary... Uh, uh, vampire. Thank you. <laughs> Words are tough. He's a legendary vampire, uh, Maverin Fane. So... Uh, he was the main white vampire legend from that one. So you have a white and green, three, two green, two white, uh, legendary dinosaur vampire. How cool of a fucking this, creature this, type this is, is that? The, these are still yeah, leading yeah. into the team ups and the fact that it's, I don't know. I, I fucking love these. I love these so goddamn much. All right, so you get a twelve, twelve dinosaur vampire for seven mana. For seven mana. Seven mana. Here's the better part, though. Oh yeah. Whenever you attack, attack. attack. Not damage. Attack. You choose one of the two options. First option is to create tapped and attacking XX green dinosaur creature token with trample, where X is the greatest power among attacking creatures. If you just have this on the board, you're swinging for 24 trample damage. No, other. <laughs> other. Oh, does it say other? It does say other. Oh, whatever. So just have original Galta on the field. That is a 24. <laughs> I mean, 24. if you have this on play. That's 34? That's 36? If you have this in play, might as well spend nine mana to get both into play. So who fucking cares? So yeah, it's other. Sorry. But still, it's a lot of fucking damage. Um, but then, or. or you can go wide with it. Or. So you can create X11 one, one white, white vampire creature tokens with lifelink, where X is the number of other attacking creatures. I mean, this, go big, the, you can go tall, or you can go wide. Token decks are going to love this card. Beautiful. And then, of course, too, they have the uh, two version forms of it. Uh, I'm guessing so, the left one is the original. Yeah. The, the original. far right one is your bundle. 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 And then the middle one's your showcase. Which is a really cool as Techian type gold coin with them on it, and like a like a, uh, a telling story type thing. So yeah. this is the 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 booster fund version of a set that didn't have booster version. I th- booster that, that didn't fund. have a, didn't have showcase cards. Yeah. I think the name of this one, how each each like booster fund had like a name. This one is called the hidden. Tre- it's treasure something. Hidden treasures, lost treasures. It's treasure something. I don't know. Can we just talk about what they did to my boy? Which boy? You know which boy. Oh, what are you talking about? They made him look good. Uh, look at what they did to my boy. I fucking love it. Ahamnath, locus of all. I have thoughts on this. I love it. I don't know if we have time to get into my so, thoughts on this. Read no, the card. And we'll for, fucking leave it For Wooberg, yeah. but the caveat is the black is Phyrexian. You get a 4-4 legendary Phyrexian elemental. You know what they should have done for this card? No. Anyway, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, just no. If yes, you would sure. lose unspent <laughs> mana, that mana becomes black instead. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, look at the top card of your library. You may reveal that card if you have, or if it if it has three or more color mana symbols in its mana cost. If you do add three mana 
in any combination of its colors and put that card into your hand. If you don't reveal it, put Just it put in, your, in hand. your hand. It's a drawing a card. Who cares? Look this at what they did thing. to my boy. They can cast four color omnath just straight from the de- the the top <laughs> of your deck with this thing this okay first off i just want to say i, I don't want to get I don't, I don't want to get into this but this is just a four color omnath that costs you life to fucking do its thing it's going to be able to yep. cast your fucking elementals that you're going to be wanting it's going to be cast your fucking triple spell stuff this that you is got gonna, from this is going to fucking just it's going to cast your omnath yeah it's going to gonna be ridiculous hey, it's okay we don't have it in Pioneer, so this will be by itself. Because there's no Omnath Locus Creation in Pioneer. It's banned, thank God. Yeah. yeah. But, but, okay, but before for modern, the ra- you got the Rage one still. That's three mana, and but, that makes fucking tokens. But before we get... The teamer one. I before we get too far off on this, let's just talk about some of the promo cards. Because we have some of the yearly, like the year-stamped promo cards. I'm still going to say the Mythic we'll Omnath, into- though, is they should have done Phyrexian mana only. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> ten life. Anyway, <laughs> oh yes, the multiverse of legends. No, I'm going to talk about the oh. year oh, yeah, yeah, stamped yeah. promos. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got those two, and then we've got the the legends, which we'll get back stuff. Um, so we've got three of them coming out. The tw- 2004 stamped card is Eternal Witness with some new fun art. We've got uh, uh, Court of Calling, um, which is yeah, what language? Could. I can't see Portuguese. Is it Portuguese? It's Portuguese. Thank I you. Can't see so a Portuguese version. It has the same art, but it has a little bit more of that retro frame style to it. Yeah. And then, speaking of things that help us keep on task, Niv Mizzet. Niv Mizzet, the Fire Mine. OG Niv. So and they and, and they kept the, uh, the and they, flavor text and they kept the flavor text equation. But yes, but then we have some fun stuff coming. We've got. Fun news coming around all around, but we've got Commander is reintroducing Planes Chase. Oh, so we're jumping to that part. Oh, here. my God. I'm, I'm, so I'm going in the order that I'm looking in on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, so we'll come back. Okay. I know we have those because those are a little bit lower down on mine. They're big talkers. <laughs> so, this is more important. But, yes, Commander's bringing <sighs> back Planes Chase, and they've got Fuck. each deck will have five new Planes cards, four reprint Planes cards, and one Phenomenon card. I'm going to get all of these and add them to my Plane Chase yep. deck. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Dude, but we wait, play some Plane Chase wait, sometime. Matt, I hear you going, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Each one of the Commander decks. Yes, there's five Commander decks coming out. Five? Yeah. Five. Not two. No. Not four. We're going with five. So Why five? We've, I don't know. Because it's we've fucking got, awesome. Because we're on different planes in we've this got, set, bro. We've got an Orzov deck. We've got an Esper deck. We've got a Naya deck. We've got a Jeskai deck. And then we've got... Timur. Timur deck. Mm. So um, they've released at least what the boxes will look like. They've released what each one of them is called. So we've got the Orzov is Growing Threat. The uh, Esper is Calvary Change. And then Naya is call for backup. Jeskai is divine con- uh, convocation. Yeah. Convocation. Convocation. And then the teamer is Tinker Time. I love that name. <laughs> Tinker Time. I want to highlight the fact. I know Amu from the Discord is definitely curious the about the call for the ba- call for backup because that looks like a fox. Well, and it's then we know scene. that we know that Christian's from. excited about the uh, growing threat because that's Leonin, so kitty cats. Oh yeah, I'm excited for the Tinker Time because that 
That's a gremlin. It's a fucking gremlin. It's, it's, gonna a, be a, legend- it's, a, it's a gremlin from Keladesh. It's going to be a legendary gremlin. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, the gremlins from Keladesh have a specific thing. They look like a little, they have a little fucking trunk. They look like an anteater. But in cool. this this next piece segues perfectly into the one little bit from Philly that I was going to talk about that up, I saw up, up. on one of the things. There so we we've go. got multiverse legend cards coming out. So this is a bonus sheet that will come in March of the Machine. Non-standard legal. They are non-standard legal. They will have mystical archive or retro artifacts from Brother War. So they'll have one of those treatments or something similar to those treatments. But the two that they announced... Regavan, the Nimble Pilfer, and Atraxa, the Praetor's Voice. So uh, Regavan's coming in that... Um, Kaladesh Invention. Yep, Kaladesh Invention art, and then Atraxa's getting that the new beautiful Capenna. New Capenna gilded, gilded art. It's not gild. It's not... Uh, it, it's whatever their showcase is, but it's not gilded. It's not going to have that raised textured no. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's that styling just not with the raised yes um that's kind of cool though yeah these are going to be fun i'm wondering there are four different versions of this yeah they're going to be the normal the etched the halo oh what the fuck was the fourth serialized yeah Uh, of each of these going to be getting printed in the marketversal and these are going to be in the collector boosters i'd assume correct in the the extra sheet for those we haven't seen what the halo foil looks like blake rasmussen was saying that that's going to be coming at a later date on what that's going to look like uh one can assume somewhere in the ballpark of what like a surge foil looks like or what they did with the step and complete where it's going to be something like specialized pretty fancy looking foil oh like the etched, space galaxy type of thing yeah that kind of stuff special yeah but uh etched foil everybody knows everyone what knows that. Fo- what regular foil looks like and then serialized foils are just from my they're rainbow yeah they're they're yeah i have one there they don't they didn't have numbers they didn't say like what each of yeah. the cards like number wise are going to be for the serialized Yet. if they're going to be like a 500 like brothers war had 500 of each yep, yep. brothers their, war is 500 of each i would assume that probably be the same be the concept, same ballpark but i mean like still it's gonna but those are those foils though are nice in the sense that they are old classic style foils with a rainbow texturing to them so, so I, we can imagine it's going to be like that the w- one real question is the halo what the halo foil yeah. is going to look like so you got regular halo serialized and etched those cool. are the four different versions of printings you can get of the multi multiverse. So legend. basically, I'm gonna go broke in my life now for more collector boosters. Yes. Fuck my. Uh, I know some people were talking about the fact the Keladesh invention border itself and how it kind of takes away the specialness, the yeah. uniqueness of the original Keladesh inventions because that was the only one that had those borders and stuff. And now Wizards kind of like play their hand. It's like, you know, actually, we're not going to like keep this kind of border I mean, special. I mean, I don't think they're going to be doing soul ring shit there again. Well, no, they're going to be. I don't know what they're picking for the cards for this. But I mean, like, I to me, I'll tell you right up, like this as a man that loves artifacts like this is something that honestly like, but, but Rayman's not a fucking artifact and that's my point I was gonna make like okay, okay. I I don't agree with this I agree and understand that they picked something for a Kaladesh themed he's from showcase Ka- he's from Kaladesh. he's from Kaladesh and I yes. get that but I'm saying though is I don't agree though that this was the the choice art to go with for a showcase I mean we get for Atraxa hers makes sense because she's going to New Capenna to go do her thing so that's fine 
But yes, this is one where, if anything, and I will hands down say it, this is a major fuck up on Wizards. Because this would be about as bad as if you would also have thrown showcases in here from the original uh, Zendikar lands that they had made for the special ones. Um, Expeditions. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, if you would have done Expeditions for one of the lands or something. Well, to be fair... Why would you do that? Who's saying that they're not doing that? Like yeah, they've they shown, announced everything. <laughs> they've well, shown that they're. I'm just saying. They, what they do that from doing? Why are they going to do? Amen, are they going to do the, inca- incantations? Invo- invocations or invocations? Yeah, then? yeah. That was, that, that's exactly. So what like, I was are saying. we just stopping them to, now from doing well, different invocations? I suppose this, stopping them from doing the fucking. This jumps into the first secret layer that they sh- are doing for the showcase yes. for March of the Machines. So they've announced the volume volume one of this which has five cards, and they each have a different showcase art styling corresponding to the set that that card is associated with. So or closely associated. Closely, yeah. With the first one, that's kind of like the exception. Yeah. We're going to see something like that. So they've got Wheel point. and Deal, which has that new Capenna showcase art. They've got Questing Beast, which has the... Throne uh, of Eldraine. Throne of Eldraine. Story time. Story time art. They've got Olivia Voldaren. Fang Treatment. Fang treatment. They've got Walking Ballista, which has that called invention. invention art. And then the World Tree has the Kaladesh art. Yeah. Which, the so Rick. if this is just volume one, there's three that are coming out. So what other arts are they going to do? They're not going to be redoing like these same arts. They're going to be different. Yeah, it's going to be 15 borders. different cards. Yeah. Yes. But they, they we haven't had 15 it. sets that have had showcase arts, really. So they're. Like what they did with with the Galta card, they're gonna come up with a new showcase yeah. for that would correspond with. That's that all I'm set. saying though is like, why couldn't they have just done that though? Like for Kaladesh, like they, I don't know. Well, it was their first time doing something like that. Yeah. Like when it comes to the 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 well, the, the lottery but, the the lottery cards with yeah. expeditions moving into inventions, moving into invocations before they removed that yeah. and then shifted to their booster fun. I guess, uh, like I said, I just, model. I, I personally don't like the concept that we're doing that. I mean, because even if I would compromise and that you would just pick artifacts for these only, like Walking Blista, okay, I can kind of accept that because it is a artifact and that whole thing was inventions. Yeah. It wasn't cool dudes that hung out on the plane. <laughs> but at this at the same time, though, like, it, this is the, the reach that I'll maybe justify that they yep. went through with Ragavan. Is the fact that he makes a treasure an artifact? Um, he's from Kaladesh, so he gets that treatment. I don't know. Uh, I, it's I, I it's the leap. A reach. It's the stretch. The, it's the yep, reach. Yep. But speaking of that funky monkey, funky monkey. Um. So, you want to do the important dates quick, and then I'll jump into this because this is a more of a Philly thing than a March of the Machines thing. You you're gonna do this, and you want me to do this? No, just do the important dates. Okay. They're, they've re- they've released a couple other things. Go on Twitter, check it out. But important yeah. dates to keep in mind for March of the Machines, starting March 16th through the 27th. A longer date for the stories. Like I was saying, I think the number is like 10 and 6 for main story to side stories. But that is when the March of the Machine story is going to get released. March 29th is the set debut. Cinematic trailer and previews will begin March 29th. So between the 29th and April 4th will be card previews. April 5th, Complete Card Image Gallery will be available. April 14th through the 20th, in-store pre-release events will be happening. Check your LGS 
to uh, confirm stuff going on with there. April 18th, MTG Arena and Magic Online digital release will be happening, which corresponds to what they stated they're going to be doing. It's going to be pre-release before digital release. They're sticking to that. April 21st, the global tabletop release will be happening. Uh, quick, Also, quick side note as well, because this, since this is still pretty new, with Mar- uh, Phyrexia Obi-Wan, they announced that cards will be tournament legal at the time of pre-release. So Martial Machine cards will be available Go, go to pre-release on Friday. You go to a Saturday Modern League. That cards will be Boom. available and good in. Also, you your pre-orders you get too. Yep. Yes. Anything on the pre-part, you get it right away. Uh, April 24th, global tabletop release. And then April 21st through the 23rd, in-store launch party events. Check your LGS. That can be a range of things. I think still Commander is like the primary big one, but they also do like draft (laughs) Some would say you're marching into April on that one. Okay, so (laughs) this is the last bit of of Philly, MTG uh, Magic on Philly news before we get into the rest of the news, which we will actually go through pretty quickly because we took up a good majority of the episode talking about that stuff. We're at two hours. Exactly, hence the reason. Probably only Hence the reason for we're like going faster. Okay, so on one of Drag my Betty. one of my magic groups that I follow, this is MTG Foil Junkies, selling a playset of Regavon Nimble Nimble Pilferers Secret Lair prize cards. I and three other friends qualified for this tournament by winning a larger tournament at the venue, looking to move them as a set for twenty five k or best offer. What? <laughs> there are 32 of these given out, and several were sold to vendors at the event and bought by individuals. Vendors were buying them for around 2.5K to 3K. They only want to sell this as a complete set. And, like, yeah, they're cool cards and everything. So, but so I, I saw this. I screenshotted the shit out of it. I'm going, I know we're talking about Philly. Okay, so along with that, also one thing, Ben Blueyes of Star City Games, I know he was posting on Twitter that he was looking to buy Jace the Mind Sculptor uh, Secret yeah. Lair prize cards, which was done by uh, Wizard of Barge, yeah. for $3,000 per card. Right. For the Jace Mind Sculptor. Hey, if you got and, the cash, you might as well get and, it. And, and Regavan, I think, was probably up there in the range yeah. where it was like in the 1K range for just like a single or whatever. But still, the fact is, these cards are extremely rare. This is now beginning to set a precedent for these cards that you can get only at these live events, yeah. playing, participating, whatever the fuck you're doing, like yeah, winning. It's nuts. And that can give you a price tag. I'm just going to fall back to, uh, I mean, the play set of Regavans for 25? 25K or or best offer. And it's because they want to sell all four of them as a set. And this is a single Jace for 3K is what Ben Blewise was buying them at. Ben Blewise, again, fucking uh, owner of Star City Games made it clear he is buying. (laughs) But then vendors at the show, so obviously you think about vendors. Yeah, it's probably going to be three hours, their headbanger. But the, the editing on this is going to be very middle. Honestly, we've stayed pretty good on track where the, there's not going to be a lot of shit there. But anyway, the vendors were buying them for 2.5 to 3K, which means they were underselling. Obviously, they buy them for less, a little bit less, but these ones they might buy at value just to get a hand on them and sell them for more value. So I don't know. I think the I think the Regavan might be a little bit more of a rarer than the Jace. I'm excited to see what these cards, because, you know, uh, for um, 
Metricon Minneapolis. Yep. Those cars are going to be put on sale there by the vendors that are coming. Yes. And that is going to be like a good indication of like what the market is looking for something like that. That's going to be like their next big chance. Like people that are picking this up right now, I can't imagine. I mean, yeah, they're 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 probably going to be trying like flip it online, but I think a lot of these people are going to be holding for these big in person events because there's going to be more of that adrenaline rush of like I picked this up at an event kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, or or something like that. And so probably you know like uh, uh we'll put we'll we'll put a note we'll put a, a a date in our calendars to come back to the price of Regavan of Chase and whatever the other fucking uh, secret layer cards were uh, Fatal Push. I think yep. was another one. Or was that an RCQ? Was that was RCQ. RCQ? But okay. the uh, the Magicon was the uh, the Secret Lair Cats. There we go. Yep. Yeah, and that and that as well. Yep. But you know, a lot of people are just gonna be sitting here, they're 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 feeling like these are gonna be hot, maybe even in their pockets. Oh wait, look at that segue. Oh wait. Ah, ah. What is that me? That's you. It's been so long. Okay. I can imagine that from all that all the attendees from Magicon Philly are still recovering from the exhilarating weekend they just experienced. I hope that they're able to get some sustenance into their uh, metaphorical fuel tanks to keep them strong, hot, and invincible. Just like Gideon Jura. Speaking of, there's a hot pot. There's a Hot Pocket promotion featuring this daddy of a planeswalker, rest in peace, According to Reddit user ZLangWeenie, shared a picture of a package of meatball and mozzarella Hot Pockets with Gideon on the front. These special edition food hotties can come up to with five different codes for arena rewards, ranging from a pre-constructed deck, an avatar, deck sleeves, and two instances of two thousand xp though you can't redeem these codes just yet because they're not live until the start of march 1st according to goodness.com slash hot pocket slash mtg which has a countdown on the web page hopefully they come with the tagline after burning your mouth with these you can withstand any burn matches you face on arena but i am going to toss this question out there for uh what food collab would you guys like to be seen done with magic reese's anyway <laughs> Doritos. Fucking boom, done. Okay. Okay, with that, Reese's, who'd be the Planeswalker of choice or the Legendary of choice? I'll have to think about it while... uh, Doritos. Koth. He got it fucking answered. What's your choice? No, I'll think about it while he's doing his next bit of the news because we've already been going too long. Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. I know that Nomad isn't sorry about this next bit of mommy news. Six inches tall and super simp. They've always got a long, all right, all right. With that TikTok cover out of the way, this bit of news comes with ultrapro.com. What are you laughing about? I have no idea. I don't, you don't fucking watch TikTok, so you can't do it. I don't care. Six inches tall and super simp. They always Oh, Superfruit. I know the song. Yeah. That's the. Oh. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) I know the song. I didn't realize. My bad. Starts with six and then tall. Like, how does that not like get, get a little? Don't watch his, TikTok. His brain doesn't work with music that way. <sighs> I should no. I've I, I done it in this way for a reason because Gary, when I guess you, I'm excited. Listen. Okay. If this is like movie related, I totally would have caught on to that, but I don't. It's TikTok and music related, which he does have I don't. a fascination with music, but it doesn't work the same way our brains do. <laughs> I like music. I just don't connect it with TikTok. If visit. So, with that all. Oh, Jesus Christ, I lost my mat. I hate you, Matt. 
With that TikTok cover out of the way, this bit of news comes from UltraPro.com. They released a six-inch tall vinyl figure with a movable head of Elish Norn that is to accompany the mirror and sliver in the collection. And this pocket-sized mommy can be all yours for a low, low price of, at the time, $29.99 and consent, because you cannot get one anymore. They're sold out. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. you, because Panhar Mommy Con will be breaking all of your skulls with her dummy thick thighs. Yeah, I really wanted to get one of these. You posted it up in the Discord, and I was like, and I'm going to... They're already gone. Fucking gone. <laughs> they're already gone. So fucking cool. So if you want to get a sliver or a mirror, you can definitely get one. They're there, but Panarmomicon. She gone. MTG simps love that shit. Nomad. She gone. I want to know, Nomad, did you buy all of them? eBay. Go to eBay. Next. All right, all you hot daddy Gideons and sexy Phyrexian mommies. You got nothing against this super sensual, up close and personal bit of news I got lined up for you next, magic folks. All right, so Hasbro's fourth quarter report and futures. That's right. Get yourself in the few towels and a fresh pair of undies to boot for this Hasbro stock update. Hasbro isn't performing well in bet. Oh, wait, I mean the stock market Uh has projected (laughs) earnings of $4.88 per share made by Refton V. Yeah, was just too much for them to handle. Hasbro projecting their adjusted earnings from four dollars and fifty or four dollars and forty five to four dollars and fifty five cents per share in the stock market world this is significant amount enough to call out in the stock market or the revenue dropped 17 percent around 1.7 billion with a b for the quarter but as for watsi the watsi side of hasbro it officially crossed that one billion dollar mark revenue um, my, huge milestone for sure. So, congrats to the higher ups for pulling in all the money that they still can, and having laid off fifteen percent of their workforce, with some of those getting laid off for being in the L A T A M branch, Latinam of Watsi, Latin America. Yes, <laughs> top notice, top notice company maneuvering right there. And I scrolled too fast, so I lost my spot. There it is. It was also brought up that uh, there is a potential buyer for the E1 company Hasbro is trying to sell, and it was just hinted the deal could be finalized in spring of 2023. The other thing that was noted on here was that the Warhammer 40K decks, quote, overperformed drastically and have been reprinted three times to meet the robust player demand. Now, along with this information, Chris Cox, CEO of Hasbro, all stated that arena releases for councils will be getting delayed until 2024 sometime. Shocker. Get it? Magic product getting delayed. Uh, uh, uh. Well, what episode of this week in NTG would it be if we didn't talk about a product Exactly. Delay? It was previously slated, though, for the arena releases on other consoles for PlayStation and Xbox specifically for fall of 2023. With the delays to consoles, it is still planned to release on Steam in the fall. And because my, my stock stuff traded or switched over to a new place... Um, oh yeah, I was about to say we. I, I didn't type that part in there. The no, live uh, Hasbro lookup. I was about, well here. Let me see if it'll work because my the what I do all my stock trading on changed to a different um, to a different agency. 
And I haven't updated. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yes, I accept these new terms. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, accept hey, cool. them. All right. So, oh, come on. They changed up the view. I was about to say, I got it pulled up right here. Perfect. Hasbro, at close today, they were at 59.36 per share. After hours, hmm. 59.68. So up 32 cents per share this week. I got to look at this new one and figure out how to. They No, like my long story short, TD Ameritrade said, hey, we're changing things. Anyway. Huh? So they changed. Not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> All right, so now, speaking of stocks and all those central news that we got for you, now let's jump into the Conjured Currency section where we read the weekly winner's article from MTG Stocks. The weekly winner's article talks about three cards that are moving up in price and three cards that are moving down in price. There also could be a bonus fourth card for both up and down. Now, this article comes out on Friday. We talk about it on Monday when we record, so we will record or we will talk about any price discrepancies. Now, because my two friends over here have not looked at the article and I have, I get to play the fun game of name the format that is causing this card to go up. So, so pick whoever you want to do the first it's one. It's a then. maniac, maniac on the floor. I'm going to have to turn my screen so Anthony can't see it. Oh, don't Cheater, worry. Anthony. I'm not cheating. I'm looking up important facts right now, little stuff. <laughs> looking up important facts. I'm, pretty I'm looking up stuff about Squee, okay? Garrett, okay. Is that confirmed? Yes, he is. Squee. All right, so Matt, you got this first one, buddy. So <laughs> Atraxa Grand Unifier on Friday was sitting at $49.95, going up 385%. Now, as of today, average price, which is the price it's getting sold for, market price, the price that people are buying it for, there's a little bit of a discrepancy here. So average price is $36.47. Market price is $33.05. Foils are $48. And the European average is €13.55. Get on that, Christian. Right. Boom. Do that arbitrage. <laughs> now, there are some other printings of this. So, of course, there is a pre-release version of it selling for $80.50. A, uh, there are two different art stylings. I'm trying to figure out the difference between these two. This one had the Planeswalker stamp? No. Or is it the showcase one? Well, it's so it's got the, the shadow. Let me see. Oh, that's the oil. So it's that, got the oil that's, one. That's, the, that's from the completed bundle. But... That's showcase. These are the ones I'm. They're the exact same, but because one, oh, so the one's bigger one step and completed foil. Okay. Anyway, so that's got the special Frexian symbols all over it. So they've got the alternate art versions of them. So Matt, yeah, name the format. I know Legacy's been talking a lot about this because they're referring to it as the new Grizzle brand. Grizzle Daddy. So, uh, ten well, seconds. Ready. Legacy. Nine. Okay. Locking it in. Legacy locking it in. You're partly right. Fuck. What? <laughs> partly? Hold on. It gets better. Is it, is it modern too? Like, am I supposed to give two answers? No. Are you ready for this shit? I swear to God. If you say fucking It's standard. every fucking format. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. I, this one. So naturally, they are talking about it in yeah. Commander. They are talking about in Standard how it, in, they're seeing in her builds trying to reanimate her with cards like. Invoke no one, justice. No one left behind an invoke justice. Yep. Sir, I am the host of this game. Yeah. Fuck off, Anthony. <laughs> invoke justice. <laughs> Wait. Or no one left behind. What's or that in one? builds Is that, that the black one? use her or Brothers War? Yeah. That use her as a top end card. Legacy shockingly using her as a reanimation. Yeah. 
Yeah, random. With, this thing is ETB. And ETB trying, do trying this to shit. Cheat and it's out, a <laughs> trying to cheat her out with natural order. Vintage is using her with Oath of the Druids. Pioneer sacrifice decks are using Bat of Rebirth to try and sneak a tracks out at and end the game. And modern. There is a new target for indomitable creativity decks. Yes. Why not? Yeah. So literally every format is talking about her right now as far as well, the more competitive formats. The thing so, is, it's, it's a it's, Grizzle Brand and a Niv Mizzet Reborn. It's a statted combo. Yeah. It's so statted though. Oh yeah. It's a perfect stat for all around for its abilities of flying vigilance, death, touch, and life, think seven seven. But even better though, once again. You're going to hit a majority of the cards that are in the text line for the ETB. I, I think, I don't know if Crank Carson has come out with math yet, but on a typical build, I'm curious of what the numbers are going to be of how it's, many cards you're going to be drawing. A lot of people have been talking about ranges, uh, I mean, things ranging from like, if people are comparing this the to minimum, Crystal Brand, and the they're minimum, saying this is, you're at least drawing seven cards. No, you're at least drawing three cards. All right. So, okay. So, Anthony, I, I think three to four would be like the right number. Anthony, you've got the next one. Oh, Skittles. You got Skittles or Skithrix, the Blight Dragon. Mm -hmm. So this is a three and two black dragon skeleton out of Scars. Yeah, Scars Scars and Mirrodin. So it has flying infect, so deals wither damage or deals poison damage to its power. So you you can gain haste for one black until end of turn. You can regenerate it for two black, and it's a four four. Old school. So on Friday, this was sitting at $43.79. It went up 56% as of today. Average really? price average price is sitting at $42.87. Market price. Flip mine. <laughs> market price, $28.95. Foils are sitting at $109.95. European you average. I'm going to hold a little. European average, yep. gentlemen, Sorry. is sitting at 13 euro 66 cents. Christian, get on that arbitrage. Now, there are other printings. There are two other printings, in fact. Double Masters, which is sitting at that $42.29 mark, 13 euro 95 cents. And then the List version, which is sitting at $42.95. And it was added to the list just this year. Yep. This, and this then time for 15 the, uh, euro pricing. and 70 mm-hmm. cents. Now, name that format anthony it's commander it yeah has it's, to be. it's commander <laughs> specifically we're winning specifically in the deck i just finished my budget upgrade for well budget upgrade being yep i had to have cards for it in for my collection axial yep is her name yeah but you exactly. went with the other one i did go with the other one we'll we can talk about that at yeah. a different time yeah but it is note that professor did mention it in Tolarian community college and it does have the good old appearance in a game nights episode so there's that. Now, yeah, back to Matt. Actually, oh. you guys can co-op on this one. You can I co-op. Think, I think we know I the answer we know. this. We're, we're okay. just looking at the picture. Before even uh, Garrett reads this, just read we, it up, we know Garrett. what we're going to answer. Yep. So uh, Ground Rift. It is one red sorcery target creature without flying. Can't block this turn. It does have Storm. Sitting at $4.99. It went up $0.65 cents as of Friday. As of today... Average price four dollars and fifty one cents. Market price four dollars and thirty four cents. Foils thirty five dollars. European average forty three cents. There are no additional printings of this deck, gentlemen. Can you name that format? One, two, three. Modern. Modern. Wrong, bitches. What? <laughs> Fucking with you. 
I know you are. <laughs> because of the rot priest. It is yeah. because of the rot priest. Yeah, so rot Storm priest. is getting a new... Co- Storm poison. Can, can, poison can, I, can I take a guess here that it's because of Aspiring Spike? Go fuck yourself. Well, am I right? <laughs> no. Damn it. No, the three cards that are mentioned within... I really the, thought he fucking did a deck with that. No, he's been playing a lot of uh, Atraxa sh- recently. The three okay. cards... Okay. That are mentioned in this art, this bit of the article are the Rot Priest, Underworld Breach, and Grape Shot. They are doing a Gruel version of Storm versus the more popular Is It version. So, yep, there we go. Now, just to keep things rolling at a quick pace, I'm going to talk about some pickups here. Get going. All right, so Altar of Dementia. This is the Brothers War retro art version. is sitting at $4.81. It's moving up, and this was identified by the MTG Stocks premium penny stock feature, which talks about a card that has bottomed out and is starting to have consistent upward trending. Now, something that is slowly moving down, which could maybe move back up here soon, is maybe. Questing Beast, sitting at $5.74. It is slowly moving down. And then the last one on this cheap pickups list is Colossus, God of Destiny, sitting at $5 and slowly moving down. Now, guys, if I told you that I had access to a premium, secretive way to alert you when cards would move up or down to a certain price so that way you could know when to sell them if you've got you know, a foil Scytherix laying around that you want to turn into a different deck because you could probably buy a whole different deck for that price or buy some cheap cards on some cheap pickups so that way you have them for maybe when they move up because of a secret layer that's coming out with new stylings and maybe people want to buy the old art because they're more available. Anyway, what would you what would you <laughs> what say to fuck? that? <laughs> let's, let's not dilly-dally around this. We're over two hours. Okay, we're not dilly-dallying around because you know TCG what? It's sniper. TCG Sniper. Yeah, buddy. Yep. Let them know that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you. They'll give you three months of their plus m- membership for free, which allows you to get alerted to an unlimited amount of product. Yes, that is sealed or singles of any trading card game, not just Magic the Gathering, but we're a Magic the Gathering podcast, so we're going to talk about them the most. Also Funko Pops. Oh, really? I'd, yeah. Oh, Funko we Pops talked about that the other yep. week. But if you're feeling after that three months of getting that free membership, are is just too much to pay for it you know what you still get 15 notifications that you can put in and out in and out in and out as you so please it's a really good site they've been fucking growing significantly in the past like month and a half and stuff so go check them out let them know we sent you that'd be really cool and we get like no kickback and stuff from them we just just, do it because they're awesome they are awesome but yeah there we go there's the ending take us away matt Thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 175, where we cover all of March of the Machine madness. That Jeez. is going to be a thing. Oh that was so much information. But, so much. And we didn't and even was, get off task. We didn't get off task. We didn't cover everything, because that was just from the uh, the Blake Rasmussen yep. Weekly MTG Live. Like, we didn't go into details of all this other shit. And, you know, as, as the podcast continues, we'll probably cover some of this stuff, because that's, that's so it. much information. We just got to do it. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you to our Patreons who think that's, that this content that you just listened to is worth supporting. Also, big thank you to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic-related, go check them out. Links down below. Now, do either of you guys have anything else you want to add to this? I got nothing. I have three things from our podcast. It'll take really quick. You have 10 seconds. So there is two faults. Catilda was spirited. 
Squeeze also been recognized. And the last part is Chandelar uh, came around Magic 2015. But it was mentioned in other story stuff. Done. Wow. I'm surprised. And with that, Magic Folk, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Mommy news.